0: Injured in a car accident? We cap attorney's fees at 30% of the first million. Any recovery above that is all yours. No recovery, no fees or costs. If another lawyer wants more, LawyerUp904. For accidents, injuries, and more, LawyerUp904.com.
1: You know it! Yes,
2: sir! Sweet. Friday! Good morning, Googans. Up and Adam. It's time to rock and roll. It's 6.02 in the a.m. Oh, I made it. One man can simply not do this alone. Day after day after day, like a champion, though. Superman Dan can. You had to. There's no other choice. Most of you right now are sound asleep. And you should be. It's a New Year's weekend. Ring it in, baby.
3: Hello, Gibby. Good morning. Happy Friday. Thank you. you.
2: Thank you. December 30th, 2022. Gator Bowl Day. South Carolina and Notre Dame at 3.30 today. Lots of good bowl games. Bowl games finally taken off. We'll get to FSU in a minute. But... As expected, last night on uh, last night, by the way, again, I'll just say for the umpteenth time, NFL. Curse you, curse you at Amazon. I hate Amazon Prime. Why is that? Because you can't. I got the fourth quarter of the FSU game, and I got. I want to flip back and forth, and you can't flip back and forth. You you got go to go two TVs, and I know a lot of Googans send me their their man caves, and they do. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm down with the fan. I can't, I don't have it. I'm not going upstairs. It's not, it's not that big a deal, but I'd like to be able to flip. I'm in control of the remote. I got two games on. All I want to do, but when you go to Amazon, beep, beep. Amazon. Beep, beep. Reagan. Beep, beep. Uh, watch. NFL, beep, beep, watch live, minute and a half later, there's your game, oh, we're going, guess what, we're in a commercial, oh, let me exit, exit, up pops a game, but then you want to go back, huh, every (laughs) time, it sucks, I hate it, I hate it. I'm not a big fan of Herbie doing NFL. He does fine. I just eat too, too much. Let someone else do it. Thursday Night Football. Yeah. Players Players don't like it. It's tough. It's to a grind. Anyway, it is what it is. But back to the game. As expected, Cowboys win by a couple touchdowns. Not pretty for Dallas, but they don't care. They win. And that's fine. It's Thursday night. They have 12 wins this season. They've had a great year. They're going to have to go through as a wild card at all likelihood. And I guess what I take away from Tennessee, I continue to maintain Tennessee's cooked. Does Josh Dobbs give them a chance? I, I, I strongly believe they'll go with Josh Dobbs over Malik Willis.
3: Was that a shock to you that they went with him?
2: Uh, yes, but now I think I know. But Malik Willis has been so bad at that – it makes sense. And Josh Dobbs has some skills. So, and he threw the ball downfield. Now, he threw two picks. I think he lost a fumble. Um, But he threw for 230 yards. I. It says a lot that Dallas turned it over three times and still won by two touchdowns. I still think Tennessee is cooked. I just don't think they, they've lost so many people. Derek Henry didn't play. So, really, if you're going to beat Tennessee next Whenever, Saturday or Sunday, Jags, it's going to come down to stopping Derrick Henry. But I think that Dobbs at least will throw the ball down the field. Malik Willis, I think you said the most yards he's thrown for in a game is 99.
3: Right, that's right. Last week.
2: We also learned that Tannehill, he went on injured reserve, so he will not play. He will not play. So it comes down to, I'm guessing Josh Dobbs. He only had three carries for 12 yards. He's not a runner. Willis does give you the running element. So unless you want to go to like a – it just depends what Tennessee wants to do. Does Dobbs throw it well enough to make you want to use Derrick Henry as a runner and throw the ball, or do you want to just go high-octane Malik, Willis, Derrick Henry, run the football offensive game plan? You got one, you got one choice or the other, I would suggest. Speaking of Malik's, Malik Davis played last night for Dallas a lot. He got ten carries for thirty-nine yards. A former Gator, uh, because Pollard was out. Zeke went nineteen for thirty-seven, one point nine a carry. Ugh. But he did get a touchdown. CD Lamb continues to play well. He had eleven catches. But the bottom line is this: it didn't. The game doesn't matter to Tennessee. They're seven and nine. Uh, the Jags at seven and eight. Now, as far as the AFC south game as as we've told you all week, Sunday's game doesn't matter, but as far as with Houston, but as far as the wild card, it still does matter because there are five things that have to happen for the Jags to get the wild card, even if they were to uh beat Houston and lose to Tennessee. So uh Dougie P will play to win, and we'll see what will happen. We talked a lot yesterday, and most Jag fans agree with me. I think it might be tougher to win at Houston. And beat Tennessee here. I will say Tennessee did show a little life against Dallas. They were down 10-3, 10 nothing. They got a couple field goals. It was 10-6 at the half. Uh, Dallas went up 17-6. Tennessee responded one more time. But in the end, they only scored 13 points, and, and Dallas scored 27. And that's, uh, again, that's how I would think the Jags game would go, especially down here. Tennessee is limping in, man. It's it's unfathomable how much they've fallen apart. I don't think it's all their fault, but there is some responsibility. They lost their first two of the year, and then they won five in a row and seven of eight. Their only loss was at Kansas City in overtime in that, in that eight-game streak. And they beat Vegas, Indy, Washington, Indy, Houston. I guess if you look at who they beat, it wasn't as impressive although they did go to green bay and knock off the pack to get to 7 and 3 then they lost to cincinnati philly jacksonville the chargers then they even made it worse houston and dallas so here they are at 7 and 9 with 6 losses in a row the last 3 games they've scored 14 14 and 13 they scored 10 against Philly, 16 against Cincinnati. Their high in this losing streak was 22 against Jacksonville. It all points to me to a Jacksonville victory, but you still have to play the game. You still have to win. Vrabel will try anything to try and knock off the Jags next Sunday. They, they clearly, you know, mailed it in last night with who they played. So they, they're making it a one-game season. I guess most teams would tell you if they if they told you you have one game to win at the end of the year for a playoff spot, most would take it. Some wouldn't, the elite wouldn't, but most would. So, that's where we are with Jacksonville and Tennessee next Sunday after Tennessee's performance last night. I I didn't I wasn't impressed.
3: I think they're I just don't think they have enough. I think they're cooked. Yeah, they're they're cooked. They so, in essence, the Jaguars have to go through Davis Mills and Josh Dobbs. Yeah. To win the AFC South. I mean, come on, man. Got to do it. You got to do it. You got to do it. And you by think the that way, game's going to get flexed? Yes. Next Sunday?
2: 100%. It'll. Now, it may not be Sunday night. You know, the rumors are flying, and you got – and I get all this on the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures. My cousin works at a hotel. They've booked rooms. Vegas has it Sunday night. And Vegas knows – um Fan duel. I've seen people put yeah, that out. Yeah. So I, I, I'm going to – I'm guaranteeing it gets moved. I just don't know where. Could be Saturday afternoon. Could be Saturday night. Could be Sunday night. I don't know. We shall see. But it will definitely – it will definitely get moved. And if you look at the schedule, and we have, for um, – Week 18, like, what if New England-Buffalo matters? What if Baltimore-Cincinnati is for the AFC North championship?
3: That's potential. Um, Lions-Green Bay, does that have eh. any factor? Jets-Miami
2: for a playoff spot. Yeah. Could be. uh, You know, so a lot depends. Depends what happens with the Carolina-Tampa game. Giants at Philly. What if Philly loses this weekend?
3: Right. You know? I think Hurts practiced yesterday. Yeah. So they might get him back this week. Mm-hmm.
2: What if the Pittsburgh Steelers have a chance for the playoffs with a win and you get in? They're, they, they're a bit, you know, I'm just saying, you know, we've been snubbed the whole time. So, the actual... But the actual playing for the championship, there there would be no better playoff scenario than one team wins a division and one team gets nothing. So in that respect, that's why I think that's why I know Jacksonville, Tennessee will get flexed. I just don't know exactly where.
3: Yeah, the T V people want that. They want the win or go home. Yeah.
2: So it'll be it'll be interesting. All right, on to FSU. I watched a lot of the FSU game. It was um a good win. You take it, ten win season. Uh I think I start looking ahead to next year if I'm if I'm um FSU fan. And I, you know, I expect a top ten ranking, preseason ranking. I expect to be the favorites for the ACC. I thought FSU, you know, Jordan Travis continues to shine. Uh he's terrific. And he's got a whole nother year. The question is, you know, they should have they should have walloped this Oklahoma team and they Oklahoma had its chances. And so I don't know, it's basically a home game for FSU. Good crowd at the uh down there in Orlando. That's where FSU opens its season next year, I believe, against LSU, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I don't know if right. that's the actual opener or not. But yeah, so overall, I think uh, I think if you're an FSU fan, you're you're very happy. Ten win season. Uh, you know, Travis threw for 418 yards on 27 receptions. I mean, Jordan Travis. I don't. it Kind of bothered me like it, you know his brother on Twitter. It's social media, man. Everybody rips everybody on social media. And, and and Devon Travis, who played Major League Baseball, FSU guy, I kept receipts of all you, what you said about my brother and blah, blah. And then all the kiss asses go on. Oh, we love Shut. First off, oh, God. We've become so soft. Derek Carr, soft. I said that yesterday. You know what? I mean, you're making $30 million, and now you're just going to leave because you're done. I mean, what happened to, you know, it out, you know. Doesn't Von happen tr- too much. I mean, I'm I'm gonna read the exact tweet because I, I gotta find it. Never mind. It was it was like I'm like, what 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 what's what's the issue, man? I mean, I know guys. I, and he also took a, I believe he took a shot at the uh, Dillingham guy, who must have been critical of him as well. Um. I I just don't get
3: it, though. I don't get it. I've got it. it. I've got it. Yeah, what is it? Devon Travis, nine hours ago. I've kept every very good track of every single thing that's ever been said about my brother on this app. Kenny Dillingham, remember when the slogan was, Jordan, Travis can't throw. How does that sound now? Quite a bit different. He used, like, 20 exclamation points. Yeah. Yeah. Hashtag Knowles on top.
0: Great.
2: You, you, You... I thought athletes don't look at social media. You know, I thought that's what they always tell us, right? They say they don't. Well, they lie. But I just, I don't know. I just, I think it's kind of, it, whatever, man. We're all, we're all, we're all guilty of it. We all do things. We all say things. Social media is what it is. Um, and by the way, instead of saying something to the effect of how proud you are of how much your brother has improved, because guess what? Way back when, Jordan Travis wasn't very good. I mean, way back when, big brother? And you should really, honestly, probably be grateful that FSU didn't have a lot of options because if they did, he may have sat down and never played again. How about that? You know? He played at Louisville in 18. He transferred to FSU in 19 and played in four games. He was there in 20, played in eight games. He was a 55% passer with six touchdowns and six picks. In 21, he threw for 1,500 yards with 15 touchdowns and six picks. And this year, he threw for 2,800 yards with 22 touchdowns and four picks. So uh running the ball really didn't he ran for more yards in twenty one than in twenty two he he ran for three hundred and sixty seven yards but look he was so i I would just say, hey man, you should be like I'm looking at his twenty twenty numbers you know fourteen of thirty two against Louisville for one hundred and forty yards. 11 of 18 against Pittsburgh for 106 yards. I mean, not no bueno. 13 of 24 against Notre Dame for 200 yards with a touchdown and a pick. So, he got better and and he was afforded the chance to get better because FSU didn't have anybody else. And this is a great story. Don't don't pee on the story, I guess is what I'm saying. Cuz he was terrific. He threw for 400 yards. He could he could be a Heisman trophy candidate next year if he continues to progress, which maybe he will. He had his I mean, I, I would I'm gonna guess that was he was really good against Florida too. So the last two games should give FSU total optimism that, you know, that's a kid who can be a difference maker. So it's a great story. But you don't have to I'm keeping receipts. Blah, blah, blah.
3: The way it reads I, I don't think he's taking a shot at Dillingham. Yeah, by the way. He's, I don't think so. I think
2: he's saying, hey, coach, who was had him early, do you remember when they all said right. he can't throw?
3: Yeah, that's, that's yeah, what I think. It I, is agree. I agree. I agree with you. Denny Thompson's coming up at 8 o'clock. He knows Kenny. And, yeah. And he knows Jordan Travis. And he'll tell us, too, that he's really developed as a passer over the time yeah. that he's been at FSU. Yeah. So, but again, to me, uh,
2: wow, it was terrific last night. I don't, and, and the only negative I would have coming out of that game – if I'm FSU fan, is, is, you know, Norvell, early on, fourth down, we're going for it. They get stuffed. Comes back again, fourth, fourth and nine, they go for it. They get stopped. Come back again, fourth down, they get stopped. I mean, if Oklahoma had scored again, and they missed a field goal. They were up 14-3. They had a play where the running back ran it in, which would have made it 21-3, but they had a hold. They got a 10-yard penalty, and then the defense stopped. And Then the kid missed a field goal to make it 17-3. If they had made it 21-3, could have been possibly a different game. FSU really would have had to rally. But it's seemingly in the fourth quarter, neither team could stop the other, uh, although FSU did stop Oklahoma with 55 seconds left. I think because the SEC officials wanted to go home and didn't want Oklahoma to get a field goal to tie it. But the bowl games are finally, you know, we're finally into the good bowl games now, you know, which is good. You know, good. And then Notre Dame, South Carolina could be a terrific game today. There's a lot on the line for South Carolina, and it's Notre Dame. So they won't have the kid who played quarterback for most of the way this year. Uh, and, and Mayer has opted out. They're they're great tight end, but nonetheless, look, Oklahoma had a revamped offensive line, and it showed. Uh, Gabriel got sacked all night long, but they were still able to compete. So you never know. It's just so hard to guess bowl games, man. So anyway, we got a lot going on today. It's going to be a good day. We've got uh, Denny in, as as Gibby mentioned. We've got uh, the Friday five-pack. This is it. There's two weeks left. In my hot hands right now, I have one, two, three, four, five. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten—I got plenty because we have college, a lot of college games that we can play. So it's on like Donkey Kong. Here we go. It's gonna be—it's gonna be fun. So that's coming up around uh, eight thirty. So we'll—we'll we'll do it all all morning long right here. We'll—we'll we'll get you going into the New Year's Eve and uh, come back with more right here on Ten Ten XL ninety-two point five FM. This is the drill. Now, Captain Kevin Favors fishing
4: report. Brought to you by Tire Outlet Wholesale Prices, Premium Service,
0: on 1010XL.
2: Oh yeah, he's a man. He's a legend. He's the captain. He's Kevin Favor, and he joins us right now on the Fair Fair phone lines. Good morning, Captain.
5: Happy New Year, buddy. You How too. are you?
2: I'm doing great. I'm doing great. How are you doing?
5: Uh, fantastic. Everything's really? good. Have, have a. Uh... You're always doing
2: fantastic, <laughs> Captain. You're very rarely in a bad bad way. From what I can tell.
5: No, it's, uh, it's, it's the way life's supposed to be. Right? Yeah.
2: You have a sunny, a sunny disposition, a good outlook. Mm-hmm. I think
5: there's, there's always, <laughs> always, no, I don't, right. I don't, I don't, you know, I love it to, when I, when I, when I go up to the, the girl in Publix and, mm-hmm. and I always look at their name tag and I'm yep. like, are you, are you having a good day today, Terry? And yeah. Would, she's like, thanks for asking, you know I mean? Just. Just little things sometimes, Dan. It means a
2: lot. It does mean a lot, Captain. And I have a question for you, a fishing question, Captain. Do you? Are you? Did you go out during any of the Arctic blast days that we had? Do you, or is that is that like off I limits? Even, I didn't
5: even leave the. Yeah, I mean it was freezing out there, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been it's been a long time, buddy, since we've had anything.
2: But is, um, is that bad? I, is that like? Is that like? Do others?
5: Go out though I mean do some people no, brave no 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 okay. I mean there was there was a couple um that, that that fished a couple guys that fished in later on this week mm-hmm. you know, I know there was a there was a bunch of them fishing yesterday yesterday was good. yeah well, yeah, I was, yeah, on yeah. The water. I was on the water yesterday but that but for the most part and, and we talked about this on the forecast show last night the biggest thing that I was worried about is a fish kill because once once the water temperature gets to um, you know once it gets Really below fifty, right? Um, it, it, you can have a fish kill, and, and 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 we did, but it was it seemed to be pretty minor. Um, you know, I, I don't remember exactly when it was two thousand eight or something like that, right? And, and, that, that we actually had ice on the intercoastal.
1: Wow. Uh,
5: yeah, and 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 it killed everything. I mean, it, we had such a terrible spring. Of of fishing that year simply for the fact that that Mother Nature had to replenish all those fish that it lost right um, and and um, so so it didn't happen to the to the point to where I'm worried about it I mean yeah. there were a few fish that was killed so but it's been a long time buddy I mean it it's been a while since I've seen it that cold yeah you know uh, yeah. I mean it it, it it was crazy you know I, you know I spent a lot of time just north of here in Georgia and and it was windshields was negative degrees. <laughs>
1: Oh my God!
5: Well, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I was sitting there looking at my my, my place is only three hours from here, uh-huh. and it was like it was like one degree. It, I was just like, this is this is this is crazy.
2: Well, so, there's there's nobody softer than yours truly, and I I did not venture much out of the house, but I was amazed at how much <laughs> I was amazed at how much firewood I went through. Oh yeah, God, man! Uh, I burned yeah. I burned everything. I burned uh, wrapping paper. I burned it all, buddy. <laughs> I was throwing everything in there, burn it up.
5: I gotta have a fire. That, 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 that's, that's the greatest thing about when when you have a cold Christmas, just yep. right in the fireplace. Oh, everything. Just, I had it cooking. Yeah, <laughs> like, I had it cooking
2: got? all. I kept that fire going Christmas Day, all till 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 darkness. And, and and but I burned a lot of wood, man. Oh man, did I burn a
5: lot of wood? So what are we looking? So, so the weather's getting so, nicer, though, right? Oh, it's listen, yeah. um, and, and we talked about this. But I know we didn't do a report last Friday, mm-hmm. but two weeks ago, uh, we we I, I talked to Jeff about this, and and the guys that are inshore fishing are, are completely struggling because the water temperature is so cold that the, these fish they, they're seeing a lot of fish, but they can't get them to bite. That's typical. It, it's going to warm up, but. The guys that are fishing the the, the close, inshore, artificial wrecks, uh, live bottom, uh-huh. anywhere from, from four to nine miles, are absolutely have an amazing day. Amazing days. A lot of sheep's head, a lot of black drum. I had a very good friend of mine, Captain Robert Holquest, yesterday. He had a 28-inch grouper. Um, I mean, so... It, 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 it looks like the weather's going to be conducive, especially Sunday, but I know that, that everybody's going to be watching the Jaguars game. I get it. I'm going to be watching <laughs> it, too. Um, but the thing is, you could get out, you know, go out for a couple, three hours, get your best of fish, yeah. have something to put on the grill for the day. Yeah. You know, I mean, so, so yeah, I, it's going uh, – I think it's going to be a great weekend of fishing, which we don't get very many of those this, this time of year, Dan. Right. You know, I mean, right. it's 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 usually cold or windy or something, But um, Sunday, I mean, they're only calling for south at five miles an hour, which south wind obviously is a warm wind, so it's going to be a beautiful day. And um, yeah, I I think I think it's going to be a great weekend for fishing.
2: This may be a dumb question, but I'll ask it anyway.
5: Is there
2: is there like a a one month or a a two week period in our area Uh that is the absolute best every year in terms of fishing, or is because everything is so unpredictable? It. Just, I mean, you could sit there and say, "Well, you know, this time of the year is the best." But is there like a a two week or a three week? Yeah, period I mean,
5: that- I would I would. You know, it's if, if, if a great question, but I I would I would take the last week of April and the first week of May.
2: Okay.
6: Okay. And and
5: and and, and, I, and I talk about this. I've said this a million times in, in my career. If we had July weather in April, it would. I far be the best month that we have.
2: tell tell me why, why would that
5: it it's it's your transition. Okay. it's your transition from 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 basically uh, colder weather to warmer weather and 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 all of your pelagic fish show up mm-hmm. your your bait shows up and mm-hmm. and when all that first happens when they first get here, it's Katie Bar the door right I mean it's it, and 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 we have opportunities of catching. You know, near shore, uh, blackfin tuna, uh, cobia. We catch a lot of sailfish that time of year. I mean, it's just uh it's it it it's a great time of year, and it's before everything gets like blazing hot. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so I, I have a question for you, real quick. I'm ready because I, I've I've listened to you most of the week, and and I know we don't talk golf this time of year yep. at all. But I, I I want your opinion on something. Mm-hmm. So, what did you think about the Masters? Opening up everything this year to all the players. I
2: I'm very anti live guy, so I I like to stick it to them. But here's my (laughs) prediction on it. I I guess I guess I I want the best players in the world, though, right? Right. Here's my prediction on what's going to happen, and I've I've had some good conversations with some people about this. Um, I'm okay with them being in whatever, but I'm going to make this prediction. Live guys when they compete against tour guys won't win because I think they're going to lose their edge because they're playing exhibitions all the time and there's no pressure and they're tap, they're They're rolling in a birdie on 14 and they don't know. Oh, I think I just won. Maybe I did. Maybe I did. They don't have that feeling of coming up 16, 17, 18 on Sunday with the pressure bearing down on them where they can't breathe and they're, they're, you know, so I think that live guys are going to lose that edge and not win any of these majors that they play in. What do you think of that?
5: I totally disagree, but.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I like it. You watch. I'll make you a proper bet on that, that, Uh, uh, that this year, not one live guy wins a major. Do You want to make a bet on that?
5: Yes. Okay. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll bet you lunch. You are on. Yeah, Okay. Yeah. Uh, we, we we we've got a bet because uh, you know I always you know uh, Jeff and I have I know you do bet, yeah yeah you know and he never wins so it's just an easy lunch
2: <laughs> so we'll all we'll, maybe we'll all do lunch together
5: I'll even that buy Jeff's great. lunch
2: so that that's would, that, that's that, what I will do and uh, that, that I have was, one question for you yeah. um uh uh the Jags uh uh just your overall thoughts. Because I haven't <laughs> talked to you in a while, I know you're a big yeah. fan. What are your overall thoughts about about the Jags and what's happening here, and how Trevor's playing, and Doug Peterson, and 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 going into the playoffs?
5: You, you know, um, I'll tell you. The, the, it's it's a different feeling. Yeah, it's really it's it's very it's it's getting up, and I'm not exaggerating on this, and, and, and listening to you this week. Jeff, last week, mm-hmm. from I mean, literally, because you know I, I don't. I mean, I'm either in a deer stand or something, so and 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 listening to every word because I'm so excited to hear anything about the Jaguars right now. You know, the, the first thing is is that I freaking love the coach, right? The, the, I mean, I I sit there and and, and you know it, the other thing that this is this is really funny. Jeff said something last week. He said, "You know," he said. This, this is a great time for for fathers and sons and yep. and daughters and but you, you know who's watching the Jaguars again this year is my wife
2: yes
6: you know
5: i mean she's she's a huge fan you know but honestly when things got political and all that kind oh, yeah. like you know you know i mean it, it turns oh, yeah. everybody off and I'm like, you know, and, I, and I'm trying to tell her look this is a different team man this is and, and, and she's watched every game man I That's it's awesome. It, yeah, it, it is it, you know what it, my uh, wife did uh, yesterday she got online
2: cuz of the 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 season ticket holder day was yesterday and she uh, she's opting in and <clears throat> talking to her friends and oh I'm we're going to get tickets for so and so cuz you can get like up to 8 extra tickets for the for the uh playoff game if it right. happens and again it's not the jags being like we're in it's the nfl saying if you're in first place you've got to take care of this uh early because you can't do it all in in a short period of time. So, but it's that that was exciting, but maybe expensive for me though, Kevin.
5: <laughs> <laughs> it might, it might have cost you a little bit, I but I don't know what's going to happen I, there. I, I, I love the team. I love their <laughs> you know their their um, enthusiasm. It's just it, it it's fun. What cannot wait until Sunday, but I, I really can't wait for next week. Oh my God, I'm gonna if they if they tear our hearts out again. Oh, oh God, no, God.
2: please. Don't 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 speak it into existence. Hey, he's yeah. the captain, Kevin Favor. uh Are we are we going fishing tomorrow on the radio? Uh,
5: no, I'll be I'll be in studio in the morning from All right. seven to ten with Loggeman. Yes, and, you and will, uh, Captain Kirk. Just yes, you will.
2: The outdoor right, we, show, we have, nobody better.
5: Lunch,
2: All right, yeah, we're in. All right, see you, buddy. Bye, right, buddy. There he goes, okay, Captain you. Kevin Favor, and the fishing report, and uh you can listen to them tomorrow morning on the outdoor show. Uh, nobody does it better than those guys so we appreciate that time we'll take a break keep it rolling right here on a Friday edition alright welcome back Jacksonville 651 hanging out here on a Friday with Gibby chilling like a villain enjoying the day hopefully y'all have a great new year big plans football whatever you'd like Jags go Sunday at Houston college football playoff tomorrow all kinds of college ball today Hopefully you have a three-day, four-day weekend and can chill and get back to the grind next week. But I'm here grinding for
3: you with my feet up on the desk. <laughs> I totally forgot college football playoff is tomorrow. Oh, yeah. I, that kind of snuck up New on New Year's
2: me. Eve, baby. Yeah, that's right. Four and eight. You got to make the decision. The wife has plans. You may be screwed. Anyway, I was talking to Captain Favor about tickets and such. And yesterday was the season ticket holder opt in. Here's the deal. If you want to go to I was looking at like uh tickets for Titans Jags. And that may be more of um that that is a playoff game in essence. And it's gonna be packed. And you can get into there, you can get in those section four hundreds for A hundred bucks plus, Uh, but you can get down lower for like 150 a a pop. If you'd like, if it's affordable to you, you have to make that decision on your own. It doesn't matter to me. There, there, one thing that there is one thing coming to fruition here. That's been interesting that I've noticed. People plan things and next in two weeks, the Jags may be hosting a playoff game and it'd be the first time in five years, right? And we could be hosting a playoff game. However, there are some people here who are like, who back in October, when the Jags were losing five in a row, started making plans, looked at the schedule, saw the season ended on January 8th. So on January 15th, they've got plans to go do something. And so I know of two people who would definitely be there if they could be there, but won't be there because they have plans to do something And this will be something, hopefully, that in the years to come, we will learn with the Jags as hopefully Trevor is the man and they put the good guys around him. We expect to be playing football well into January. And we keep our – you know how in New England every year, people in my my industry, you could not plan a trip in New England in January because you were under the assumption that the Patriots would be playing – at very least, two football games. Remember the New England formula? The New England formula was host host two playoff games, go to the Super Bowl. And the first one that they would host would always be like one of the worst teams in the playoffs. And they would handle those guys. And then they'd be in the AFC Championship game at home. In essence, a one-game shot to get to the Super Bowl. And the New England formula worked for Gosh, 20 years. I mean, uh, we've talked about how successful they have been. So, um, hopefully as we go forward, we'll start to have that expectation that, hey, man, it's January. We're playing football. Normally, we're crawling to the finish line and can't wait for it to be over. Right now, we can't wait for Sunday. I love that feeling. As a fan, you've got to absolutely love the feeling that when that game ends Sunday at four o'clock against Houston, and the Jags have now crawled their way back to 500, you will know that in seven days, you'll be playing the Tennessee Titans to win the AFC South. And again, you would just be winning the AFC South for the second time.
1: Second time.
2: So. And you can't wait as a Jag fan. And I'm sure there's some Jag fans heading to Houston today. Going to Papacito's. New Year's Eve. Jags Texans Sunday. Come on back. So, good stuff going on in Jacksonville these days. I would be remiss if I didn't mention the death of a sporting icon yesterday. Edson Arantes- Don Nascimento was his given name. Edson Arantes Don Nascimento. You called him Pele. Pele was the Michael Jordan of soccer, right? Pele was the Babe Ruth of soccer. Pele. Was the greatest. Pele won. And I heard some things yesterday. Pele won three World Cups. I don't think anyone else has ever or will ever win three World Cups.
3: I believe he scored two goals as a 17-year-old. Yeah, I was about to say, how young would he have had to been? I mean, 17. Yeah. Yeah.
2: They won the World Cup. When did he win it? There's three different World Cups that he was part of. Let me see if I can find it. Anyway. Anyway, um, was it 62? I don't know. But he won three World Cups. That I do know. And to do that is unheard of. And I, I don't think we'll ever be... You want to talk about a legend. Pele, I think, is responsible for football being called the beautiful game. Pele really brought soccer to the United States with the New York Cosmos. Back in the 70s, when I was a kid, the New York Cosmos... I'm pretty sure they had a crowd of like seventy-seven thousand people to watch their to watch their playoff games or whatever it was that they were playing. And so Pele is a guy who listen. Pele stopped playing decades ago, but his he's an iconic figure in the world of sport. He left an unbelievable legacy. And has been rated really the best player ever um the 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 tributes poured in. I can't do him justice because I'm not a soccer expert um but Pele meant everything to the sport and um will be sorely missed. He passed away at the age of eighty two yesterday
3: eighty two years so um the three World Cups, I've got them. 58, well, 62, and 70. Yeah. For the three that he won. He played in four. Right. And won three. So he played in... What happened in 66? They uh, lost
2: in 66 to somebody who knocked him out. Yeah. That looks, must have been a big deal. That was uh, in England. Uh, Brazil lost the match against the Portuguese, led by Eusebio. Dang Portuguese. And were eliminated... From the tournament as a result. After the game he vowed he would never play again in the World Cup. A decision that he obviously later changed. What happened here? During the game Portugal defender fouled Pele. But was not sent off by the referee. A decision retrospectively viewed as being among the worst. Refereeing errors in World Cup history. Pele had to stay on the field limping for the rest of the game. Since substitutes were not allowed at that time. Ah, interesting. Pele scored the first goal from a free kick against Bulgaria, becoming the first player to score in three successive World Cups. He missed the second game against Hungary because he got hurt. Uh, Brazil lost that game. Pele, although still recovering, was brought back for the last crucial match against Portugal. Um, Yeah, so anyway. That's what happened in the 66 World Cup. He was the most famous footballer in the world back then. Then in 1970, he came back. Um, Pele was called to the national team in early 1969, refused at first, then accepted, and played in six World Cup qualifying matches, scoring six goals. The 1970 World Cup was played in Mexico, expected to be Pele's last. Brazil squad for the tournament featured major changes from 66. Um, yeah, he was, he was terrific in that one as well. Anyway, Pele and the other thing again, and so internationally worldwide, Pele, obviously a huge star, but Pele came to the United States and really made the North American soccer league viable for a while, you know, so, uh, Pele passing away yesterday At the age of 82. We will take a break. We'll get into the 7 o'clock hour. We got Denny Thompson coming up at 8. We got the Friday 5 pack. Oh, it's go time, ladies and gentlemen. This is it. Uh, There is no tomorrow. Uh, That's coming up, too. As well, uh, we've got just two weeks left. And Jeff leads me by three games for the coveted last spot. Cat's in okay shape, but he's still nervous. So, uh, anybody who goes bagelicious could be in big trouble heading into the final week. That and more coming up right here on The Drill. It's
3: Friday, Friday. Gotta get down
1: on Friday. You know it!
6: Sweet Friday! Sweet
2: Hello, Googans. I've been here since 6 a.m., but that's okay. Because I'll say it emotionally. Hey! Ho! Oh! Hey-ho! Friday, put out that heater and go home. Been out here all all morning, enough. There's no smoking in here. I've told you that a million times. It's good to be here. It's a football Friday. We don't have many more of these, you know? So we got to enjoy them while we got them. We got to, and this is as good as it gets. This is a good one. We got all kinds of ball today. We've got the TaxSlayer Gator Bowl. Boom. Notre Dame, South Carolina, 330. Who's going? Have fun. Should be good. Who you got in
3: that one? Man. It's tough. It's tough. I kind of. It's like a two-point line, I think. Yeah. Notre Dame by two, I think. It's hard for me to pick against Notre Dame,
2: but I kind of like South Carolina. It just depends on which Rattler shows up. It's part of it.
3: Well, and Notre Dame's quarterback went in the portal, too, right? Pine.
2: Yeah. And Their tight end
3: is, too. That's right. Uh, So, it's actually gone up. Notre Dame, uh, three and a half. Favorite yeah. favorite.
1: yeah. I think yeah. it
3: was too.
2: Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Should be fun. Um, but yeah, so we got all kinds of football today. Um, the Orange Bowl's tonight. I know Charlton K. Ganey's making his way down to South Fla to watch Tennessee and Clemson. That'll be an interesting game. That's a top 10 matchup. Yeah, it's weird. It's like It's like two
3: teams that were Close, but – so who comes out and plays hard, you know? Well, Tennessee – it feels like Tennessee's going to look so much different. They right. may not, but it, Hooker's not there. He tore his ACL. Right, the receivers. Hyatt, yeah. yeah, Hyatt declared for the draft. Yeah. And, you know, DJ went to the portal for Clemson, so yeah. it's – it's uh, Klubnik. Klubnik. Caleb Klubnik, I think. Caleb K- Klubnik. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, you know, both teams are going to look different than what they looked like in the regular season, you would think. So that's an interesting tilt. So anyway, there's a lot of good stuff going on. And
2: then of course we move into Saturday and we've got we've got the college football playoff and then Sunday we've got our Jags and all kinds of other important games. So there is uh uh much going on this weekend in terms of football Friday, so it should be a lot of fun. Um I was talking to a buddy of mine yesterday. We we we've talked a lot and we'll we'll talk to Denny a little bit too at eight o'clock. We talked a lot about this this week about NIL and Florida's fate and the frustration of Gator fan. And Gator fan is, I think what, what frustrates Gator fan the most is it it seems like once again, we're, we're behind on something and I, and and, and it's, we're, we're behind on this understanding this NIL thing. And there are no rules. I, I, I can't reiterate that. You know, people tell me all the time, you know, and 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 he was told by Florida officials, you know, coaches aren't allowed to talk NIL, and I went, oh, that's BS. I mean, and I, I'm not, I don't know, I don't know how else to put it. You can't. And look, I hate it. It's it's I, I don't like it. I don't like it for the game, but it is what it is. And so back in August, we were talking about it, and Florida was getting getting beat up a little bit on the recruiting trail, and then they rallied. Had to, they got a nice class. I, I, I'll reiterate that. The number nine class, and it's a legit number nine. You know, it's a legit number nine class. It's not, hey, I added players on signing day, blah, blah, blah. So they got a nice class. But on the news yesterday that Torrance, Rashard Torrance is going pro, another one leaving. Florida has to replace 13 of their 22 starters. And my question is, with whom now? They have a great class coming in, but are those freshmen going to play? But along the lines of getting better football players, if you don't buy these five stars, you're not going to get them. Well, you can't talk to them. Eh, come on, man. I don't believe that to be – I mean, you can say that, and maybe there's some rule somewhere, but everybody's doing it. So FSU has found its way with the portal. Miami has found its way with recruiting, and Florida's sort of in neutral. They're trying the portal, they're trying recruiting, but they're not dominating either. Miami had the number three class. FSU has a top two or three portal class every year. What's Florida doing? And so for all those years where I was sitting there going, man, come on, man you got to have facilities. you got to have facilities. And they finally, this year, in 2022, have their football facility. They're behind. Now the facility, while you have to have it, isn't as important. It's all about the money now. It's all about the money. And if we can't figure it out, like Chris Doring said, they're the haves and the have-nots, and you're going to be a have-not. It's all about the money. It's all about the cash. Who's getting paid what? Florida has everything there to be successful. So, but it just seems like, and Billy Napier even admitted it like at his press conference last week that, you know, we've, we've got to get a handle on this NIL deal. It's a great challenge. Well, figure it out because the buzz from down there is that there's Like three different NIL groups, and they're all going in different directions. And again, with all these people that you hire, maybe one of the hires has to be a guy who's in charge of directing the NIL and taking these three. You know, the one that we know about is the Gator Collective, but are they in sync with the university? You know, what, you know, so these are the challenges facing Florida. And we had that guy, Eddie Rojas, on, and he was all, you know, upbeat and passionate and, you know. So, but maybe Florida, maybe these schools need to hire a, a, you know,
3: director of the NIL. It feels like for years and years this has gone on, this part of it, that academics and athletics are kind of always butting heads, right? Mm -hmm. Do you feel like it's probably – Worse than it's ever been like the academic world, butting heads with the athletic world, because the academic world doesn't has, they can't like what's going on with the athletics. Now that it's turned into pay for play. Yeah. They can't like that. Right. Yeah. So I feel like now the academic world and the athletic world have to be butting heads now more than ever yeah. with the NIL stuff.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. That's part of it. And, Until schools, and I guess what's frustrating for Florida fan is, why in the hell aren't we on top of this? the, The good programs are, you know? And FSU, who apparently has no money, has figured out the portal, which has allowed them to go win 10 football games this year. So... I don't know. It's ever changing, and if you can't, uh, Doring had another. Doring is a pro Billy Napier guy, but he's like, and I was like, I told him, I said, oh, I always, I always loved his plan and his plan. You know, he goes, well, his plan was good for two years ago, but is it good now? And that it was the first time I heard him question Billy Napier, and so, and I think that's fair. I mean, and it. it Look, it isn't going to happen overnight, and there's a lot to clean up, and I get it, and Napier has to do that, and he's got good quarterbacks coming in, and that's going to make a huge difference. And if Rashada can be the guy. But, you know, but we sit there and scratch our heads over the Sam Hartman situation, for example. Like Chris told us, Sam Hartman's brother is a grad student in Florida. If that's true, you know, and we had heard Sam Hartman connected to Florida, so why isn't Sam Hartman going to Florida? Why is Sam Hartman going to Notre Dame? And how much, I mean, Florida absolutely has to have the money. Florida is not cash poor. You know, so if Alabama and Georgia and <clears throat> Miami and Texas A&M and these programs can get their players and give them cash money, and again, I don't know who's giving what. I'm not accusing anybody of anything. There, It's the wild, wild west out there, gang. It's
3: free game now.
2: I don't care. It's not, I want us to cheat, in essence. If it's cheating. If it's cheating, then cheat. And I don't buy this BS about, well, in the state of Florida, there's these rules. And in the- Ah, crap. Ain't nobody coming knocking. If the NCAA comes knocking, you tell them to get the hell out of here. You can't come here. I'm not going to listen to you. Who are you? You're powerless. They're all powerless. They can't sit here and enforce a certain set of rules on one program and not on another program? Are you kidding me? Get the hell out of here, NCAA. Go back to Overland Park, Kansas. I'm not accepting that. You know? I mean, Billy Napier's got, he asked for five million extra dollars for 50 extra employees or whatever it is. And he got it. And this is on Strickland, too. Hey, Strickland, call these dudes in and tell them to get it straight, man. You know, call in the three heads of the three. Apparently, there are three uh, NIL, you know, give money to things going on at Florida. Three different entities. I don't know what they are. The only one I know is a Gator Collective, but there are two other ones. You know, and Denny will uh, enlighten us more at 8 o'clock. But get get in here, get the three of them in there, and get them all on the same page, and let's go. I mean, are we going to dick her around here for five years and watch this program go six and seven every year? This is ridiculous, man. Enough.
3: I like this text on the text line uh-huh. designed by Lifetime Enclosers. Florida needs to decide, do we want to be Vandy in Virginia and be the academic school, or do we want to play with the big boys? Billy's got a 100-person staff. Yeah. Not one can figure out the portal. Yeah. Frustrated Florida fan. Ugh. I mean, look at the <sighs> – drives me nuts. Florida since
2: – really since the glory days, all right? And the glory days are now 14 years ago, peeps. Like, 09 was the last one. These are the losses that they had. Five losses, six losses. Now, they had an 11-2 and two year. That was must champ, but that was smoke and mirrors. We all know it. And he came back and went four and eight, and then seven and five, and then 10 and four, and we go to the SEC championship. But 10 and four, we're not you know, 10 and four is a good year. That's what That should be the bare minimum. That should be the expectation at the least, lowest level at, at schools like this. Nine and four, four and seven, 10 and three, 11 and two., uh, you know, the eight and four team was his best team, and they lost three games in a row to end it. And then six and seven and six and seven. Now, I don't know if it's going to be any better next year. I mean, good gracious, man, what a mess! So they need to they need to figure that thing out. They need to figure that thing out, and they need to get it get it in and 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 have have a have a, everybody pointing in the same direction and working for the common goal of winning championships. If they can't do that man, there's no chance. And if if on the text line guy says, "Look, this is deeper than Billy. He's done everything right when it comes to recruiting. They're simply getting outspent for player's end of story." This is what okay, this is what I'm telling you. Don't get outspent. Do not get outspent. Florida doesn't want to spend. Who doesn't want to spend? Cuz whoever it is is messing up. And I said it in August, and I'm saying it in December. And I'm going to say it in March. Get the number one class. Get the number three class. You have boosters, man. You've got money. What are you spending it on?
3: I wonder if it's a case where Billy doesn't mind to spend. It's just the higher-ups. It might be. Maybe the president... Those kind of people but don't. But
2: Billy got everything he asked coming in. So right. now why all of a sudden, if he goes, well, look, this new landscape, we got to figure out how to, you know. And everybody's got to be on board with it. It's
3: real simple. Yeah, everybody has to be on
2: board. Everybody.
3: And again, we can wait
2: three or four years here. And I think Billy Napier, his he he has recruiting prowess. He's He's a much better recruiter than Dan Mullen. Okay? Um, and if we get the number nine class and the number nine class, and the, if we go number nine, number 11, number seven, number nine, if we average right around there, all right, we'll get back to 10 and three. But I don't know if you're going to win championships unless that number nine class includes the quarterback that you must have. And if they do, and it looks like they, again, there's a long time before DJ Lagway signs his letter of intent. So it's great that he's committed. And hopefully he can be the Pied Piper and, if that's the case, that's great. But the the little cracks, the, the little fissures in the program make me wonder, like these, these old linemen jumping into the portal and some of these guys that you're counting on going, I just, you know, it's a, ba- a lot of guys. I knew we were going to have turnover. I get that. Just something to keep an eye on going forward. And, again, ain't nobody sitting here saying, Billy Donovan should be, or Billy Donovan, Billy <laughs> Napier's got to go. It's to, You know, nobody's saying that. I'm just trying to understand the program and what they're trying to accomplish and in what way they're trying to accomplish it. Like, if I had Billy Napier on the program, I would ask him all off-field questions. You know, and that's, I hate that. I'd rather be asking him you know, why you why are you calling timeout? Why aren't you calling timeout? What were you thinking here? You know, who's gonna play quarterback? Why did you how did you guys evaluate Graham Mertz ahead of so and so? Did you not think you could afford Sam Hartman? I mean, again, and it would lead into more off the field questions. It's really it's fascinating
3: but frustrating for Florida fans. Well, and speaking of Hartman and Mertz, it doesn't feel like it it would never have felt like the transfer portal would be bigger or more important than recruiting, but God dang, it's it's exploded. You got to be able to figure out the portal too. One hundred percent. It's and not. It's probably not bigger than recruiting. You still have to recruit the guys. Mm-hmm. But my goodness, the one portal, of the things the that we huge.
2: we one of the things that we talked about yesterday and is worth repeating is the way that the portal. FSU does the portal and then fills in with recruiting. They do it opposite way, but it's working. It is. And 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 then the, and and their point was, okay, let's say we got. Four five star guys. Let's look at our last four five star guys. Well, their last three five star guys didn't play a meaningful down for them, ever. But but Jermaine Johnson and Jared Verse and and those guys, uh, Johnny Wilson. Hell yeah, they're playing meaningful downs. They're the reason they're winning ten games. Those are portal 200 guys.
3: Yards last night, by the way. Hey Herm.
1: Yeah.
2: Herm.
3: Had some good players there, Herm. Good
2: God, man. Herm. Johnny Wilson. Ricky Pearsall. I uh, I saw it the other day. There's like five, six guys.
3: Was Emory his quarterback? I think he was.
2: Well, this year, but the year before he wasn't, but they had a good one. Um, I can't remember. But Arizona State, what year was that? That would have been 2021. I mean Arizona state had a heck heck of a team. They were loaded, man. And they couldn't win. They were like Florida. It's ridiculous. Oh, I know who they had. They had that uh Rashad White kid who's running in Tampa. Okay. Back he was on that Cornette. team. Jaden Daniels was the quarterback. I L- mean,
3: LSU guy. Yeah.
2: What in the blazes, man? What were you? And maybe they got, I'm sure they got better, but you had Johnny Wilson and Ricky Pierce, all wide receiver and a running back who's in the NFL starting over Lenny Fournette and you can't win.
3: What are you doing Herm? And then the rest of the country just went and raided them.
2: And then they all left. Cause they were all, because Herm was on his way out because right. they got, again, they, they, they went dirty. Although, again, if I'm Arizona State, I would say, get the hell out of here, NCAA. You're not coming in here and investigating us. Go investigate somebody else. Anyway, uh, we'll turn our attention to the NFL. Denny's coming in at 8, Friday 5, Pack at 8.30. A lot to do today, right here on The Drill. Now,
0: Downtime
2: with Dan. Brought
4: to you by Ameris Bank. Whether you need help with business, personal, or mortgage banking, we're with you. Ameris Bank is an equal housing lender. Member FDIC.
2: And... The Jacksonville Jaguars have two games left. And Gibby had a good point earlier, and it's worth repeating. Davis Mills, Jeff Driscoll, Josh Dobbs, Malik Wills. Those are the four quarterbacks who will play a part in determining what the Jaguars do going forward. It's not exactly like they're lining up against Joe Burrow and Josh Allen the last two weeks. Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. It's all right there for the taking because our quarterback is playing at an elite level and these four are shifted in and out of the games, just trying to stay afloat. Go Jags.
1: Hit it. All right, we've got
2: some sports concepts and rationalizations. We do it each and every day. We call it the 10 minute drill. And by the way, I think at the end of the drill, Gibby, remind me, but I think we have a prize pack to give away.
3: We do. Uh, We've got a gift certificate for a free oil change from Tire Outlet.
2: I've had a a malfunction here in the studio. I Uh write down my little five-pack choices on a piece of paper. And I had two papers laying here. Now, it looks like I've lost one. And I'm an hour away from, (laughs) you know, the wheel is a... Unbelievable motivating factor. What's and, on the wheel? Oh, we to be determined. Okay. But what comes on the wheel is something that takes a little piece of your soul. It's like me dressing up as Cupid and giving out roses on Valentine's Day.
3: This is for the loser of the five yes. pack? Yes. Okay. It's like
2: Prosser running a mile in under 10 minutes and dying in the first 30 seconds. Mm. It's like me... Um, what else have I? I've done so many different things. I, I try to block them all out because it's it's painful. But uh, or the, <laughs> the jelly bean fiasco that Jeff had one time where he, he had to eat the the gross jelly beans. Um, uh, uh, the greatest one was I had to grow a mustache for for a month. Um, that wasn't too bad because it really wasn't that, didn't affect me. But there, so and the problem is is we got the cat who as a mascot was always good at coming up with these types of things. Mm. So he will uh, undoubtedly, and he looks like he may dodge it, uh, so he undoubtedly will be in good shape.
3: But anyway. Have you ever had to eat anything gross?
2: Yes. You have? Yes. Worse I'm than not, jelly beans? Oh, I did a, uh, I slapped Jeff with a fish filet one time. <laughs> I remember that, was, that. That was tremendous. That was. It was that a was
3: good was. slap. Yeah, it was a good one. It, it was a good one.
2: Um, I got hit with ping, uh, uh, sting pong balls. Oh. Uh, that was painful. Ouch. Um, so there's a, there's a few of those, but now I can't find the one. So I'm going to have to go back and, uh, Oh, I've located it. Oh, thank goodness. We're in good shape. We're saved anyway. Uh, back to the concepts of rationalizations. Look, uh, the Denver Broncos have missed the play. We're going to miss the playoffs for seven straight years, which doesn't happen in Denver. Denver is a proud NFL franchise. Okay. They, they are sort of an underrated. NFL franchise like if you there it's, it's, it's like a college atmosphere at their games, okay and and they don't miss the playoffs a lot. Before this string they had made it five in a row, then the longest string that they had where they didn't make it was five more back to 1977. you know they came into existence in 1960 in the old AFL. They didn't do much in the AFL. But then by 1977, they went to the Super Bowl. They lost the division. They lost a wild card. They missed three years. Then they went two years. Then they missed a year. Then they went to two Super Bowls and lost. Then they went missed a year. Then they lost another Super Bowl. Then they missed a year. Then they lost a conference championship. Then they missed a year. Then they lost a wild card. They missed two years. Then they lost a division and won two Super Bowls back-to-back. I mean, Denver is a proud franchise with Lombardi trophies. They have three of them. And now they are franchise long, one, two, three, four, five, six. This will be seven straight years. So with under that premise, Jerry Judy is speaking out because Russell Wilson is a lightning rod. It seems like people don't like Russell Wilson. And it seems, including his own teammates, Shoot, uh, um, Shannon Sharp came out with some pointed criticisms. Uh, So Jerry, Judy, and KJ Hamler went to social media and said, I never had a teammate who motivates me more. Uh, Hamler tweeted out, three goes above and beyond to do whatever it takes to win for this team. Judy said, the media is trying to make it seem like something it ain't. Y'all don't know what's going on in the locker room. I'm just tired of reading things about my boy, making it seem like, oh, he's not a good teammate unnecessary stuff that's not true. And I'm sure there's some jealousy. Five years, $225 million. He comes in, he goes four and 11. He's been terrible. He's been terrible. But then word comes out that, you know, he has parking spots and he has his own office. And Judy even defended that. He has an office because he's here all the time. Who cares? The bottom line is if he was winning, he'd be. everybody would be happy and, he, and he's not. Dalton uh, Risner. Kind of crazy. I just don't know where this stuff comes from. Justin Simmons is captain. Wide receiver, Cortland Sutton. Captain. Spoke highly. Wilson said, I wish I could have played better for Hackett. Pledged to repair the issues that have plagued his play this season. Tough year in a lot of ways. Just physically used to scoring a lot of touchdowns, winning a lot of games. First time it's been like this. My expectations are higher than everybody else's. My mission is still the same, bring Super Bowls to Denver. They're not gonna cut the court on Russell Wilson, but whoever the new coach is that comes in, they're gonna have to he's got to get better. He's got to play better. He's been he's been terrible. That Amazing. to me
3: feels like somebody somewhere in that locker room or that building said, guys, we gotta get a hold of this narrative. Cause, that that cause, could be. Because players are tweeting right and left. There's that comes from somewhere. That's yeah. not just like all of a sudden, because these guys hadn't really spoke out before. Right. And now they're all piling on to, to defend their guy. That's fair. And that could be. And he, But you're right. He's not played well. Oh, God. It's amazing God. how bad. I mean, Seattle looks, I mean, they're, they're not in great shape. But, you know, moving on from Russell Wilson, what do they get for Russell Wilson? They got a huge haul, right? They got a
2: King's Ransom. And and they, they got look, two they, ones, two twos, something like that. And they're in great shape. They are. Now, they'll have to decide what they're going to do going forward. And is Geno the right answer? And they've scuffled of late. You know, they're, they're, they're on the outside looking in about the playoffs. They want to make the playoffs. We'll see. So, Dak got robbed last night. I tell you, you know, they, they, they in, the, in the book, you know, Dak Prescott's thrown as many interceptions as Derek Carr. Derek Carr has basically been cut by the Raiders. Dak is the guy in Dallas. But, boy, last night he threw a pick. He threw two. But one one was right in the guy's hands, right in that Hendershot's hands. And, I mean, he just ball popped out of his hands and right into Bayard for an interception. I almost wish sometimes those statistically, I mean, I don't know how you can judge that, but that was not Dak Prescott's fault. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Why does
3: he get the pick? Well, I know. You just look at the numbers. Oh, he had 14 picks. Right. Well, he he must be not very good maybe half a pick.
2: And he yeah, maybe half. I don't know. He hasn't played he hasn't played great this year. Uh, by all accounts, but my goodness gracious. Come on, man. Give him a break. Give him a break. Joe Burrow says the Bills game is not a measuring stick. They're both in the playoffs. They could square off come January. They play Monday night. Joe Burrow's first chance to face Buffalo. He says, We've beaten everybody, Burroughs said in a press conference. We know we can play against everybody. We've done it in the biggest moments. So, like I said, we're treating every game the same. We've played everyone the last two years. Now, we haven't played the Bills yet, so that'll be a fun challenge. They're good on defense, got a lot of vets, know how to play within their scheme. They play hard and fast. Um, the Bengals are on a seven game winning streak. But the reason why they need to win is they got to stay ahead of Baltimore in the division. You're talking about falling from or being the three-seed or being the five-seed. Three-seed gets a home playoff game. Five-seed goes to four. Which, by the way, is not necessarily awful if if you're looking at it from their vantage point because then they're going to Jacksonville. But some of these teams that are limping in in the AFC playoff picture, like, if you look at the AFC playoff picture right now, the Jags are, you know, as a four seed, are a team that you, know, you don't necessarily want to play. The Chargers are another team, I think. But the Dolphins are, 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 the Dolphins, the Patriots, the Jets, the Steelers are all unimpressive group, the Titans. They all, you know, so what? This is a year where you say there's too many playoff teams. Because <laughs> we went to seven, and it keeps things interesting. But the Bills, the Chiefs, the Bengals are the are the cream of the crop. I still don't see the Ravens. I mean, I and they would be they would be in the five hole. I think the Chargers are. Da- I think the Chargers and the Jags are the two most dangerous sort of wild card teams. If you were to ask me. And then on the NFC side, I would say, and looking at it. I would say, well, the Cowboys are a wild-card team. Uh, the Bucks, the Giants, Washington, meh. None of those guys. Are, this isn't a year where I don't think the sixth seed is going to the – like, I could see the Chargers and the Jags in the, uh, on the AFC side being teams that are capable of winning a playoff game or two. And the Jags would be a stretch to win two. Let's be honest. I mean, I think we can win our home playoff game, but then we're going to go to Buffalo, Kansas City. I think we play them tough. But in the NFC, yeah, I just think your your four best are the Eagles, the Vikes, the Niners, and the Cowboys, with all due respect to Tommy Brady and Tampa Bay. I can't see Tampa Bay getting on a run. Giants aren't good enough. Washington's not good enough. I would say watch the Niners. I mean, Purdy. Pretty- oh, yeah, if you want to. But here's the problem. Yeah. And I've had this argument with Jeffrey. Rookies don't go to the Super Bowl, bro. Yeah. They don't. Rookie quarterbacks, I mean, rookie quarterbacks do not go to the Super Bowl. Ever! Ever! They don't win. So, good luck with that, you know? Well,
3: and they've got some injuries, too. healthy Healthy's Debo. I think Debo got banged up a week or two ago. And, you know, it, it would be a tough run for Purdy to take them to the Super Bowl, but... They've got talent. I mean, McCaffrey, they've they've gotten on a pretty good run ever since they added McCaffrey. Yeah. No rookie
2: has ever taken their team to the Super Bowl. That's hard to believe. That's, wow. We're on like 50-something. That's 100-some quarterbacks. Now, two players have won the Super Bowl in their first year as starters. Do you know who those are, Gibby?
3: Uh, let's see.
2: In Roethlisberger? Their, no. No? In their first year as starters... One is very obvious. Was it Brady? Yes. Yeah, Brady. Remember his first year as a starter, he 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 took over and as a starter went to the, and won the Super Bowl. Kurt Warner is the other one. Ah, Kurt Warner. But rookie quarterbacks, they make the championship game. I think San Francisco can make it, but I don't. I don't know, man. Now, never say never, but my goodness. All right, hey, we're up against it.
3: We got a break. Uh, listen, caller number two right now six four one ten ten. Give me, tell them what they're going to win. You have got a gift certificate for a free oil change from Tire Outlet. Caller number two, 641-1010. Now, the quarterback whisperer, Denny Thompson. Okay, bring it in. Brought to you by Tyson Sound
4: and Security, security and automation experts.
1: One, two, three. Hey!
2: He rolled in, so I pulled him in. Because I've been be I've been I've been on a rant this week. Have you? Yeah, about and I, I need your – you know more than I know. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, you do. Well, it depends what we're talking about. Well, we're talking about NIL. Oh, <laughs> you and have been on a rant. I, I can't I, – I, Denny, I, and again, it's nothing against the kids. It's, I, it doesn't matter whether I like it or don't like it. It's here, and it, it, it sucks. But I said somebody, Denny, needs to do – I need a journalist, all right, not me. A good one mm-hmm. to do <laughs> A to do when that was ex- with the time in. Yeah, an expose. I want to know the numbers, Denny. I, I want to know if Pat Narduzzi is blowing smoke when he says five million two schools, Drake May. I wanna know if high school quarterback in California to Knoxville. 8 million for 3 years. Is that true? I want to know, Denny. Yeah. What they're getting. And then as an offshoot as a Gator fan alum, I want to know what the hell we're doing down there.
4: <laughs> Why aren't we spending more?
2: Because I, the the buzz I got from <laughs> the buzz I got from a lot of people and people I'm trying to talk to is there's these three different collectives at Florida, but they're all going in different directions. Yeah. Nobody knows. And I don't know why the athletics director, what the hell he's doing? Like, why hasn't he rounded them up and sat them down? Why don't they hire a director of the NIA? Whatever. You, you know, Doring's like, you can be the haves or the have-nots, and Florida's a have-not. I don't want to be a have-not. The col- and, and why are we behind on this thing?
4: Well, let's start with the collective thing, because okay. I think the collective thing super interesting. All right. You've got all of these different – and it's not just Florida. All these schools have all these different collective groups. And when the collectives – what was that? About a year ago, they started popping up, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And the thought was, okay, well, here's a collective group of our fans that we can control, and then we can give money where we see appropriate. Because remember, NIL is not supposed to be used in recruiting. Okay, again. It's not supposed to be. BS, though. Right, right. Right? But but follow me on this. Okay. So that's where the collectives came in Is okay – We don't have to use it. Now they can just go talk to this leader of this collective. And now we stay out. The problem is, is with everything else, I think a lot of these people running these collectives has found out, wait, there's money in this for us too. Mm. Right. Okay. So now we have the best athletes at this school. Now we have um, companies knocking on our door. Mm -hmm. Right. How do we get this athlete? How do we get that athlete? Now... In some cases, not all, but in some, it seems to me like some of these cases have, or collectives have become like like talent agencies. Agency. It's wild. I'll, run, I'll, I'll get you him if you give me. Right. It's the uh-huh. wildest thing. And there's this weird thing going on where, okay, let's say that I am a NIL agent. And, and I've had these conversations for, because we do a ton of NIL numbers mm-hmm. at six points. Mm-hmm. And we take nothing. Okay. And so I've had people tell me like you should start taking something. I'm like, well, who do I take it from? The school or the kid? I don't want to <laughs> take it from the kid. Like, dang. You know, and, there, and, and and so there it's all so new is what I'm getting to Dan is that nobody knows right who falls where, including college coaches. Right. So college coaches can say, "Hey, I'm going to have this this guy call you. Now you're you've recruited this five-star for a year, mm-hmm. and now you're leaving it in the hands of some dude running a collective on whether or not he's going to write him a check." Oof. Right,
2: so it's Flo- a weird Florida dynamic. says. Florida says coaches can't talk to kids about NIL. Just correct. Also BS though, because because kid says, or dad says, or whomever says, you know, we li- we li- you know we really like you know your son. We really like him to come here. We like him to play. Okay, what's the financial package? Who do I ask what the financial package? Okay.
4: I'm just going to go from my experience. Yeah. Okay. That's
2: all. You I, have I, some that I have none of. Yeah. So I don't, that's I don't what have I want to know.
4: Anywhere else. I have yet to speak to a college mm-hmm. coach mm-hmm. where we went that deep. Now okay. I have spoken to college coaches, especially with the transfer portal where the question came up of, okay, what's the ballpark we're going to be playing in from okay. the coach. Okay. And I'll tell them, mm-hmm. which is an, awkward conversation about a 17 or 18 year old. It's ridiculous. Okay. Very awkward. Yeah. On my end, on their end, on everybody's end. Right. Um and then it's a simple, oh okay, yeah, we we can play in that. Okay. And then from there I think okay, they'll start to recruit the kid, they'll see the interest and then they'll get their NIL team involved. Mm-hmm. And that's how it's happened with all of our guys. So I don't think it's as blatant as hey they're calling Mario Cristobal. Mario Cristobal's going, hey, I got four mil for you. <laughs> right? It, it, it's not that blatant. But it's close. But you're right. We're getting there. The assumption is there. Yeah. Right? It's like, okay, here's what about, our minimum. What about this one? Uh, well, in different
2: states have to handle it different ways. It's true. Also, BS. Uh. It may be true, but what what's gonna happen? So you're telling me uh the state of and I don't know. This state has an advantage over. The state of Florida or whatever, no well, NCAA, get the hell out of here! Uh, I don't. You're not coming and investigating me.
4: A year ago, this was true. A oh. year ago, it was when Nick Saban had his infamous now rant. <laughs> that looks funny because yeah, now right. Jimbo's doing the same rant. Yeah. Um When he had that rant, I think I don't think Alabama was allowed to have collective groups at that point. I, I mean, realize these are essentially super PACs mm-hmm. in the political world. That's mm-hmm. all this is. This, mm-hmm. A bunch of people giving money to something that's going to go towards nothing but an individual. Like, okay. You're not going right. to get anything that enhances your school or anything like that. Well, what, what do you get if you're a business? What's the ROI for them? Well, that's a whole other thing that I think is about to blow up. Like, but okay, but, Because that makes no sense. Yeah. We're just throwing bad money out. But my point being now, a year later, I think that most schools that are in these states, and I don't even know what states they are anymore that don't allow collectives, have figured out, okay, here's here's the gray area, here's the way around that. Here's and the so loophole. Yeah, I think yeah. at this point, like if you're a major contender in college football, you know how to spend the money. It's just a matter of can you get the money? It, that that's two different things. Where I think last year it was, okay, how do we do this? All right, one more
2: question and then we'll we'll take a break and we'll keep it rolling. But so, and this is Florida specific. So, you know, everybody Napier's developing this culture, blah, blah, blah and some guy, a lot of guys are going to leave. I get all that. Why are offensive linemen jumping into the portal? Why is that? is If you've got a culture you've developed, there's no way a starting guy who's going to be starting next year should be leaving your program. And he's not going to the NFL. He's going in the portal. Is he just going in to see if he can get a better deal? And if he's going to get a better deal, I thought the buzz at
4: Florida was, once we get you here, we'll take care of you. Uh, dude, you're so right on all that. I, I have... Nothing to say on all that. You're you're so right on all that. I, I I don't know. I think if you listen to what they're saying, what they would tell you is they're losing a bunch of the guys they didn't bring in, and, and there's a lot of truth okay. to that. There's right. there's you get that at every school. Okay, right. Jeff Sims could have stayed at Georgia Tech, yeah. probably been the starter. Yeah, but that's not the staff that brought him in. Right, so he wasn't as comfortable he was this time last
2: year. I'll get a fresh start. Right, yeah. so
4: I think there is a lot of that, and the guys that I've talked to at Florida that has been. The main thing mm-hmm. is like it's a it's not a bad culture. It's just a different thing than what we came here for. Uh, it, so I, I think a lot of them are going to places that maybe have the coaches that recruited them. You know, I don't know what's Hevesy okay. doing because Hevesy's the one that recruited all these offensive linemen. Did Hevesy yeah. get a job? I don't know. I don't I have know. no idea. He was with uh Georgia Tech this like year. Like the Braun kid went. To Arkansas, and he was originally with Pittman at Georgia.
2: That's right. So that part I get.
4: Yeah. So I think there's some of that, but you're absolutely right. It it allows it's free agency essentially. It's like, it's I, hey, hey, let me go get my value. Yeah. And let me go see, like Austin Reed um, ended up right. back at Western Kentucky. Right. But Western Kentucky also had to realize, wait, Austin Reed's worth X amount. Wow. And they lost their OC. Yeah. Did they just that? took the Washington State. Yeah. Job. Okay. Yep. All right. Let's do this. Let's
2: uh, let's take a break. Uh, Anthony Richardson is living here in Jacksonville now. Denny is his like adopted dad, I think, is what's For the happened. Next few months, yeah. so we'll we'll discuss him at length and and some other stuff as well. And I still don't understand what's going on uh, at Florida, but anyway, that's just me. We're back with more after this. All right, welcome back. Hanging out with Denny Thompson here from Six Points. I haven't taken advantage of your your. Entertainment group. My entertainment group. Tyson. Oh, oh, now's the time. I know, because last night I was so frustrated because I had the fourth quarter of the damn FSU game, Mm. and I had to start a Tennessee
4: Dallas. Dobbs. Dobbs.
6: Yeah, Dobby.
2: Who, by the way, is way better than Malik Willis right now. Yeah. I said earlier, I said Dobbs threw a lot at six points, by the way, when he was here. But I, I said earlier, Vrabel has to decide, okay, Dobbs will push it down the field. So do I go with him and Derek Henry, and try to you know and mix it up, or do I just go with Malik Willis and we're just going to run?
4: I I would, if against the Jags, yeah, I would play Derek Henry and Malik Willis, and I'd run zone read the entire day, okay, the whole day, and I would neutralize the the Jags pass rush, right. And I'll just be like, all right, get ready to stop us 45 times. Because yeah. Because you haven't done that with Derrick Henry in the past. Yeah. Nobody has. Might be the way to go. That's what, that's why, I, but I know what you're saying. Yeah. Like, if I'm a Jags fan, I think Dobbs did enough last night that they go with him, is my guess. Yeah, I, I kind of agree. And if I'm a Jags fan, it's like, if I see Dobbs out there, um, well, let me put it this way if they play Malik and you get up by 10, mm-hmm. you win. You're yeah. done. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? You don't have that comfort, I don't think, with Dobbs. Right, he makes enough plays right. vertically. Right,
2: yeah, 17 seventeen thirteen last night. They hit a, he hit a couple. Like I said, Willis thrown for ninety nine yards is no. his best outing. Isn't that crazy? Dobbs
4: was two forty last night. Dobbs is such a good guy too. He's, he's so cerebral that you're not oh, yeah. going to confuse him. Yeah. So you know what you're going to get. He's not going to do anything spectacular, yeah. he's not going to do anything. You might, y- yeah. And having that game
2: under his belt might help him some too. It's it's again, Jacksonville's got to go win the game, but and they should win the game, but. I thought it was a smart move by Tennessee to go
4: in that situation last night. By the way, good for Josh too, because yeah. this dude keeps going places where yeah. they have franchise quarterbacks. Like you think about Pittsburgh <laughs> with Roethlisberger all those yeah. years. Yeah. He comes here and they draft Trevor yeah. the next year, and then he goes to Cleveland and they get Deshaun. And yeah, I mean, he just keeps finding a way to find a
1: roster. And he's
2: not
4: he's, exactly
1: like
2: he's like the third guy a lot of times. That's right. Yeah. But they like him. He's a likable guy, smart guy. Great locker room. Yeah. Yep. So he kind of hangs around. So, because he's got NASA waiting for him or
4: whatever when he's done. (laughs) This guy's the most talented guy I've ever seen. Like, he would come into Six Points and every day we would learn some new talent. Uh Like, he's a concert pianist. (laughs) Jeez. On top of being, yeah, on top of being a professional football player and being literally a, 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 uh, Rocket scientist. Like, right. think about <laughs> If you do one of those three things, you're elite. He
2: it's does insane. all three. It's yeah. insane. It's insane. All right, so listen, uh, lots going on with you guys right now. Anthony Richardson, I've come, I've come around to this point. And we've had these discussions all season long. But I've come around to the belief and I, uh, uh, that Anthony Richardson is a slam dunk first round pick and may go as high as in the top ten. Because the best point that you've made about him is between now and draft day, nothing bad is only good is going to come. Only good. He's going to test off the charts, he's going to throw the ball. His pro workout will be sensational. I mean, and somebody is going to take a shot on him. Yeah, we did. And our- now with things starting to, like with, with the Raiders doing what they're going to do, I mean, they're not getting a look at Jared Stidham. Right. They just don't want to play car because if he gets hurt, they got to pay him. So they're you know so they're sitting him out. They may go try to get Tom Brady, but what if they don't?
4: Yeah, no, you know? I mean we, it. It really sets up well for our two focus guys this year, which are Gardner and Anthony. Yeah, because Gardner's a free agent. Yeah, yeah, right. So it really it really does set up well. We we did our. I'd be curious first about day. him too. Yeah, I am too. Yeah, we did our first day preliminary, like just testing numbers where it wasn't even he was going 100% because right. he's still recovering from an ankle. Right. Right. And uh, it was mind-blowing. Mind-blowing. It was like our whole team at the end of the day looked at this and was – and we all know what right. Anthony is. But we looked at this and we're like, this dude just jogged this. This dude just right. barely jumped and he got to this. Like, And right. I can't say those numbers for NDA reasons. Right. But it's freakish. Right. Right, so if if he decides, and by decides I mean like his body can handle and hold up mm-hmm. the stress of him going full speed with everything, mm-hmm. um, he could set records right. at this combine. Right. And so it's kind of a cool thing you can feel now that the season's over for the most part. You can feel momentum shifting to Anthony right. through this whole process. Like they all got him already as the four quarterback. Yeah, and I think that – I think that's the worst case scenario. Right. I, I, I think like nobody's gonna jump in front of him. No, I, I think he could jump others. And you think he
2: can jump I others? I really do. Yeah. 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 And, and and it somebody will have to come out and defend it if they do, but they'll have ammo to defend with, I guess is what I'm saying. Sure. And again, when we look back on the season, and one of the things that I conceded, uh, and Gator Gator fan was, you know, critical of Anthony obviously, at, and, and rightfully so at times. But again, when you look back at the Florida football season, you will say, okay, well, he he hung 33 on Tennessee and had more yards than any Gator quarterback in history against an SEC opponent in that particular game. He hung 30, I think, what was it, 35 on LSU, 35 on
4: FSU. Georgia. Yeah. Brought him back to within one score of yeah. Georgia.
2: You can't, right, you cannot put it on him if you want to go with the Kentucky game and there are variables there, that's fine. Uh, listen, he had some moments that make you go, wah, yeah. you know, uh, but he had other moments that were terrific. So I, I, I kind of, I'm, 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 I see what I, I, I can see the big picture here well, I also, and he did the right thing because it, one of the things that we were, t- oh, go ahead and finish that thought. Well, I also
4: think, you know, we're fresh off a bowl game mm-hmm. that makes him look really good. Also true. I, I don't know that that's true, but. Right. For but yeah, correct. Optically, right now yes, it's like oh, holy optically. cow, this kid was a lot better than we thought. But what uh, because and,
2: and and so here's Anthony Richardson, who has everyone has told him all of the quote experts tell him he's a first round pick. Mm-hmm. I don't care what he was making in Florida, he wasn't making twenty yeah, million guarantee. Right, right. And so and so I saw this article this week. Brock Purdy, Mister mm-hmm. Irrelevant. Yep. He got seventy seven thousand dollar signing bonus. Right. Okay. Brock Purdy, if he had had a, and I don't know if he did, if he had another year, he would have been financially, would have been smarter to go transfer to another school, make half a million, a million bucks for it financially. Right. Um, Sam Howell, yeah. 330000 signing bonus with Washington. Again, would have been better
4: financially to play an
2: extra year of college someplace else and get, you know, highest bidder.
4: Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt in that. Now, to, to, because Brock's one of our guys. Yeah. Brock Purdy's one of our yeah. guys. But this time last year, NIL wasn't what it is now. Correct. Right.
2: He didn't know that. I'm not saying, but I'm saying this is going to become that's a the thing. That's the trend. Yeah. yeah.
4: That's the trend. If you're below. Like Sam Hartman is a perfect example. No. Well, I'll give you a guy we had the conversation with yeah. this year. Um, I don't know. He may get mad about it, but uh, Austin Reed. Yeah. So, Austin, you know, there was a about a week long discussion where it was like okay what's the draft grade because he's just trying to figure out what he wants to do right so what are all the options and you look okay. at the draft grade and it's like Yo, you you may make more money staying in college and right. he did right then than what the draft grade was going to be now what we don't know is what he would have done because like Brock right landed in the perfect situation and he's going to be able to Brock, take Brock financial advantage of that already is yes Already is from like a, a sponsorship and branding standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't know that in, but to your point, yeah, I think if you've got a fifth, fifth round or lower grade and yeah. you've got another year in any type of negotiating power, you're going to make more money in college for a year, for yes. one year. Yes, that, for and one that's year. the thing. Right. Like, I mean, a lot of these guys that get drafted in the fifth and sixth round, they stick around for five or six years, you know, making five hundred, six hundred thousand dollars $600,000 if they're active. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you you can't replace that. But for one year, yeah, Mm -hmm. and you could help improve your draft status, it makes a lot of sense for a lot of people.
2: I know you don't know specifics of money, and I get that. But do you – if you're a top 10 recruited high school quarterback Mm -hmm. versus a five-year, one-year guy in the portal, Mm -hmm. who gets more money?
4: The The high school kid
2: or the the one-year guy? Yeah.
4: Yeah, I mean I think if you're top 3 or 4 mm-hmm. high school guy, you're 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 probably going to get if we're talking real numbers, you're yeah. probably going to get 750. Okay. 750, something the, like that.
2: The per year. I read an interesting article and I you know, and my problem again back into the Sunshine State is FSU's figured out the portal they, and they're killing it. Killing. Miami has figured out recruiting. They're yeah. killing it. Florida has figured out neither. Well. I mean, they had a good class. Bad. I I don't Trust me, they're not. They're not doing as well as
4: Miami in recruiting. They're not doing as well as FSU in the portal. How about that? Fair. Okay. So, but are they the combination of the two? Are they the balance of the two? I don't know. I mean, you got to see I what they know. do in the portal. Yeah, they got it. I mean, right. But if you end up with the number nine ranked class, yes, and, and it's a legit number nine. I've said that all along. And let's forget about next year for a sec. Just okay. follow me here. Okay. And you. You you end up signing another, let's say, 10 portal guys that all have two or three years of eligibility. Okay. Then I think next year's conversation is a much different thing. And you got to remember, I mean, Norvell was in the third year of this, right? Uh huh. So next year now, maybe you can go and win six, seven, eight games, whatever. Mm-hmm. But everybody comes back, much like the situation of Florida State is. Right. And so now if you go back-to-back, to back, top 10 classes, back-to-back. Back, yeah, then you start to fix. Top 15 yeah. transfer portal yeah. guys, you're good. Yeah. You're good. Next year... It's just going to stink. Right. I don't think there's any way around that. Right. But whatever you got to do to set up success in years three and beyond. But here's my question. So, are you better served now,
2: in your opinion? Because FSU's last three five-star guys, mm-hmm. not one of them played a down for Florida State. I'm, isn't that crazy? But the portal guys Crushin it. Crushin it. hit. Yep. Robinson versus yep. Jermaine Johnson. Go down. Whatever. The, uh, the tall Johnny Wilson.
4: Uh, oh, that's right. He was a portal
2: guy. Portal guy. Arizona State. Johnny Wilson, Ricky Pearsall, uh, Jaden Daniels, and the kid who's starting for the Bucks at running back. And Herm gets five, six wins. <laughs> Rashad Amateur. White. Rashad White. <laughs> oh, Herm, yeah. what the hell? But that aside, are you better? So, so you know what you're getting in the portal. Ver- in other words, I feel like FSU is like portal first, Fill in with recruiting, sort of backwards, but it's working for them.
4: Yeah, I think it's the old NFL question: Do you build to the draft or do you build for the free agency? See, Free agency, agency? It's the exact same well, free agency thing. is fool's gold.
2: Free agency is fool's gold in the NFL because teams are letting that guy go. These teams aren't
4: necessarily letting their guys go; their guys are going because they can go get money. Well, but what you got to realize? Well, some of these are letting them go. Well, that's what, true. But but what also what also people have to realize is that this COVID year, yeah. Isn't going to be around forever. We got about another year or two mm-hmm. where that's not a thing. And so right now, somebody can be in high or in college for two years. They can still have four years of eligibility. Also left. true, right? That that's not always going to so be. So any thing. kid who played in twenty twenty was awarded an extra year. Yes, like Jeff Sims played the entire twenty twenty year. He yeah. was started the entire year. <laughs> it did not count towards. Right. It. So now it's like if I'm a college coach and I'm making five million dollars a year, hell yeah, I'm going to get the twenty-one-year-old. So year Jeff old with Sims goes
2: to Nebraska, right? Does Jeff Sims get a financial package from Nebraska? I'm sure he did. Yeah. Yeah. He got something. Yeah, yeah. And something fairly lucrative. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, so I, uh, this is a disrespect. Jeff Sims is a great kid and has done yeah. well. His greatest moment was beating FSU in the opener. Yeah. He battled injuries and such right. and all that and has a lot to prove. But my point is, a local kid and, and 100% behind him, but, and I don't mean this in a negative way, it may sound, even Jeff Sims, I'm saying, is getting a lucrative
4: deal. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd
2: rather have a quarterback with experience well, I'd rather than the both.
4: 18-year-old fuzzy face kid. I'd rather have both. And I think that's where these teams are really messing up right now, is if you look at this as an opportunity, the problem is that young kids don't want to hear this. If you look at this as an opportunity to go, okay, we're bringing in, and let's just take Florida, for example. Uh-huh. Bringing in Rashada, who we're super high on, right. think he's going to be a superstar. Right. Nobody in their right mind thinks he's going to play next year. Nobody. We've all seen the kid, mm-hmm. right? He physically is not ready to play. Next oh, so year. he's not playing
2: in 2023. Right. You, you, you say he needs to sit out. Again. He needs to. Now, oh. whether
4: or not he wills up to how good their right. quarterback room is. Which doesn't appear to look great. Correct. He might be forced into it. In their situation, you absolutely – and I'm saying Jeff because we're talking about him. I don't literally mean Jeff. Right. In their situation, you absolutely should have gone and gotten Jeff, who's got two years. Right. If he wants it. Right. Or you should have gone and put whatever you had to get into Hartman, who's got one year. Right. And now you've won both. Now you are developing your young guy. Right. And you've got your portal guy who's not a threat to recruiting down the road because he doesn't have three or four years. Okay, so the unanswered question at Florida – and I don't think you
2: will know the answer to this, but I'll ask you anyway: did they truly evaluate Graham Mertz as better option than Sam Hartman or Jeff Sims, or could they not get a financial package proper enough
4: for a Sam Hartman, who I think would cost even more than Jeff Sims? Well, okay. I, I only know about Jeff. They didn't have a lot of interest in Jeff, so there was okay. no. We didn't get to any package. Okay, right. So I don't know. I mean, we've all heard heard about Hartman. Yeah, I don't believe is Hartman going to Notre Dame? Yeah, you, yeah. yeah, I, I think and so. And is he getting yeah. paid a lot of money? I would
2: assume. And see, I asked. I asked earlier this week. Like you talk about shenanigans. Like you tell me, well, you can't do this. You can't do that. And I say, BS, 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 because Drew Pine was a uh, left Notre Dame. Out of the blue, yeah. now Notre Dame people say, "Well, that's because Freeman told him the Buckner kid was going to be the starter again, and maybe he did." But uh, to me, I'm like, I think Drew Pine knew Sam
4: Hartman was coming. Well, I think <laughs> I, I think there's truth to that, and then I also think that. I said this on Frangie's show two weeks ago. Uh-huh. Two weeks ago was kind of that Why did you say it here first? This because they've got you. me for an hour. Okay. <laughs> ah. <laughs> so I say a lot more. <laughs> so two weeks ago, I said, and Gibby, you can back me up on this. We <laughs> take up all of his time. Damn you, Anybody dude. that didn't announce that they were in the portal that will announce yeah. already has a deal done. Correct. It's, it's been done. Yes. Right? So when we were talking about the two lane kid and we we're yeah. talking about Sam Hartman yeah. and, man, they're not in the portal. What are they waiting yeah. on? They know what they're doing. They know. That's done. And it's probably been done for the most part. There's been tampering. Yes. Which is now that's an issue. That's a big issue. But outside of that, it's probably done for the most part inside the rules. Right. Right? It was probably done like with Hartman's equivalent of who I am. Right. And some random Notre Dame guy going, yeah, there's interest. Hey, here's our minimum. What can you guys come up with? Right. Okay. We're good. We'll be there. Yeah, we'll be there. You know, so I... That part is what the NCAA has got to get under control, and I pray Plus, they do. The
2: NCAA will never get it under control because they're useless, but they do need to hire someone else, a commissioner, if you will, who can have a group that will regulate this somehow I, I think they will.
4: I yeah. think they will because they have enough coaches now yeah. are going, wait a second. Yeah. I've got 20 guys who have heard from other schools <laughs> that are not in the portal. Yeah. Right? Now, they're doing the same thing. Yeah. But at some point, they're all going to come together and go, "Okay, how do we oversee?" This? And as crazy as in football, it might be crazier in basketball. W- women's sports, yeah, women's sports are going. I on.
2: think I heard that Florida poached two Georgia gymnasts. Oh, it,
0: it's a-
4: <laughs> women's sports are insane right now. These, they're making so much money. Fantastic. That's great. I, uh, anyway, <laughs> great stuff as always, Denny. I appreciate yeah, man, it's it. Fun. Happy New Year, friend. You too. All right. Denny Thompson, six points. Oh, real quick. Can yes, we sir. make sure we tell everybody this is the perfect time to get a Tyson sound secure? There's no doubt. Because you got playoffs coming up. I told you. I was you frustrated last games, night. You, you got basketball. You got baseball starting. I mean, spring trainings and what?
2: Oh, those Mets. Two months? Mm. Yeah,
4: big year for y'all. Oh, Korea sign, would you? What yes. are we waiting for? Please let's go get this professionally. Yes, sir. Get Tyson Sound and security. Get you three, four TVs in a room, one remote. Denny, do you want to? I got my Friday five pack next. You want to review my picks real quick no, off air and no, tell me if no.
2: I'm, I'm terrible I'm, with this? I am too. <laughs> I'm in last place and I got one last effort. I got 10 games left. I Hail got, Marys. I got Hail Marys. We'll do that next. All right, take the uh, baseline for a walk. Keep the symbol splashy. This is it. This is, uh, this is Armageddon, boys. I mean, I got one guy sending in picks and gripping like there's nobody else. I got the cat, just a little bit of a nervous feline. Oh, yeah. And I got yours truly here, still hating the Las Vegas Raiders with all my heart and soul. So that's where we stand. Cat, can you tell us, uh, as we welcome you to the program, can you tell us where you stand, I stand, and Jeff uh, stands, please? You
0: bet, boys. The scoreboard looks like this with 10 picks to go. 10 picks to go. Remaining. Yes. 10 picks, folks, and I am at plus four. Okay. It's Jeff is at minus two, Okay. and Dan, you are at minus five, Okay. this is literally only five games separating first
2: from last. Oh, by the way, congrats on the uh, lunch bet. You got a little (laughs) nervous last night, but uh, once again, your (laughs) plus 10 comes in. Will I ever learn? The answer is no, Cat, and in fact, so much so that I'm going to start things off today with pick one. You'll go second. Jeff uh, will go three and four. Uh, he has sent in 11 picks, and he's so nervous, he has also told Gibby, if for some reason all 11 are used up, you call me, and I will give you another pick.
3: Oh, I've gotten I- an email and a text this morning.
2: This is, this he he hates the wheel more than life itself. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah, he does not want to spin that wheel. He no is so. Yeah.
0: Eleven picks. Did he give me? Did he give you an order? Yes, he, he well, did. I go. You go from top to bottom. Yep. That's the way we do it.
3: Yeah, he gave me a priority list. He did.
0: Now, oh man, Dan, let's let's go. Let's get some of these picks off his board.
3: Yeah, let's
2: do it. I'm going to go with pick number one. I'm going to go to a tried and true friend of mine. Uh, he's been very good to me, except this year he hasn't been. But I think swan song wise, I think he's going to give me a parting gift. I'm going to your game, uh, Cat, the college game. And in Bryce Young and Will Anderson's final game, I think it's going to mean something to Alabama. They're playing Kansas State. They're not bad, but it's only six and a half. I'm going to lay that six and a half, Cat. I'm going to go against you. I'm going to lay that six and a half. I think Alabama pulls away and wins like, I don't know, 35 to 20. I'll take the... Bama, Crimson Tide with my first pick.
0: All right, all right. Uh, do you have that one on
3: your board, Cat?
0: I do not have that one on my board. Does Jeff uh, have
3: that on his board? He does not. Damn it! None of his 11 <laughs> are that.
0: So, hey, uh, Gibby, are you are you taking notes here? You can send me a screenshot. Yes. Yeah, I am also going to take notes.
3: We got excellent, you covered.
0: Excellent. All right, so uh, I'll go next. Um, And I'm going to go ahead and get this one out of the way since I think, Dan, you already know I'm going with this. The streak has continued. I I said three weeks ago. Oh. I said six weeks ago that the Jags are going to win enough games to get us into the playoffs. But the last three weeks, I said I'm either going down with the ship or I'm riding this. I like it. So I'm starting off with the pick I've done the last three weeks in a row with Duval. All right. All right. All right. Give me the Jag. Minus four. I think it's minus four last time I looked. Yes.
2: I think that is correct. Uh, okay, Gibby, I, now you I, I read think
0: they're gonna take care
2: of business. Gibby, now you read first pick and second pick for Jeff on his board.
3: All right. We go to the college game for the two picks for Jeff. Oh. Okay. UCLA. Oh. Okay. Minus seven and a half against Pitt. Okay. Wow. That's the first pick. I,
2: I actually on my on my board I do have Pitt plus seven and a half. I might consider it.
3: Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> All right, that's the first pick. The second pick for Jeff. North Carolina State, the mm, Wolfpack, ooh, ooh. minus one against Maryland.
2: Oh, that's today. That's like in a couple hours.
3: Both of them are today. Okay. UCLA, too, also.
0: All right. Back to me? Yep. You know what? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to do it here. He, it, it's, it's, a, it's a pick I love. It was like my first pick, and, and the fact that he went with NC State, I mean, oh. I'd rather you go heads up with him, Dan, because, you know, yeah, you guys head-to-head uh, head there. But I'm going to go with Maryland. I'll okay. Maryland. Um, I got him at plus one. Did you say that was what? You yeah, had, Gibby.
2: Yeah, Maryland plus one.
0: Give me Maryland. Two is playing NC State. I know it's in their backyard, but it's mm-hmm. not that far from Maryland. Big Ten versus ACC. Give me the Big Ten.
2: Mm, I love it. I love it. All right, I'm going now. We, I, I just want to clarify, Cat. We made a rule that Monday games are are usable, right?
0: Yeah, because because the the amount because of games we're are limited. limited right now.
2: Yeah. All right. I'm going to go you're up with,
0: with. You're up with two.
2: Yeah, I'm up with two. My first one. I and, and, and I may this this may be sucker. I may be sucker on this one. I may be a sucker on this one. But I cannot, for the life of me, fathom USC Tulane being a, a competitive game that competitive. I. USC is only a a two-and-a-half-point favorite in the Cotton Bowl on Monday. I'm going with USC and the Heisman Trophy winner against Tulane, and I'm laying the two-and-a-half points. All right. Okay.
0: Is the Heisman Trophy winner playing?
2: Last I saw he's playing. He better be playing.
0: All right. I'm
3: just making sure. After that pick, he better be playing. (laughs) I know, I, really that
2: the, I know that the re- star receiver's not playing, but, yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, you know, you know I'm rooting for you, Dan. It's, it's I better know for are. the wheel.
2: I know, but you don't like uh, you. Regardless. Regardless. All right, what's your next one? Okay. My second one, I'm going to go with, I'm going to the NFL. And I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with Bill Belichick. And the New England Patriots against the Fish because it's still a three-point spread against Miami and Teddy Bridgewater. So that's my second
0: one. All right, uh, back to me. Back to I you. Geez, this is a tough call, Gibby. What do you got Ohio State at on your board?
3: Uh, let's see. Ohio State plus seven
0: or plus six and a half.
3: I have six and a half plus six and a mm. half.
0: Mm, that hook is oh, that hook is right mm-hmm. there. Too tasty. I wish I could I could buy that hook. Um, let's uh let's go let's go with uh let's go with I'm rushing here. I'm gonna go with Ohio State. Let's do it. Six and a half points against Georgia.
2: Okay. Ohio State. I'm going plus six
0: and a half Ohio State. Six
2: and a half. That brings Prosser for two. Prosser for two.
3: All right, Prosser for two. Next in line.
2: Has he lost any picks yet?
3: No. Oh wow. No, he hasn't. He'll get three and four then. So you guys still you do you guys do the over unders too? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So Here. he's got. He knows how the game works. I'm mm-hmm. just making sure. Mm-hmm. Clemson, Tennessee. He's got the under 63. Okay. Under ten, under 63 for the Orange Bowl tonight. Okay. That's under- the first. I right. agree. All right. All right. He's also got the Buffalo Bills minus one against the Bengals. Okay, that's a Monday game too.
2: All right, uh-huh. that goes. All right, all right. so Buffalo, he he's Buffalo. gone right. he's gone hard college here is what he's done.
0: He has he has. That's uh. So I I'm I'm uh I'm up for my fourth pick I think here right. Mm-hmm. Oh uh, let um let's go let's go back to the pro game. I like the Seahawks plus one and a half at home. Okay. It Which the it's just weird. The Jets coming there. The Jets just look terrible against us.
2: I just, yes. I don't
0: understand how the Jets are favored on the road across the country yeah. in Seattle. Give me give me Seattle plus one and a half.
2: Okay. And along those lines, speaking of going across the country, I'll go Oppo and I'll take I'll take Desmond Ritter in Atlanta. Uh the Falcons, the Dirty Birds are three and a half point favorites against Arizona.
0: All right.
2: All right. And then do I get a fifth one too? I believe I do. Is that correct? My pick?
0: Uh Yeah, this should be should be your your fifth pick cuz I still got one and Jeff has the last
2: one. Okay, so I will take Oh my goodness gracious. All right, I'm going to go crazy. I'll I'll take a shot here. <laughs> By the way, Cat, I've played all favorites, which <laughs> Is is is
0: goes against the book? Goes
2: against the book. Maybe <laughs> this is the week that Vegas is throwing one back.
0: <laughs> maybe, maybe. Because <laughs> I
2: can't imagine Jarrett Stidham against that Niner defense. And the 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 point spread jumped. And I'll, let me double check it real quick because I think it's. I've got it. Is it ten? It's still nine and a half. Nine and a half. Yeah, that's what I've got. I'm going to lay the nine and a half and go Frisco over Vegas. Frisco over
0: Vegas. Okay. Yes,
2: yes. And you have your final pick now, Kat.
0: My final pick. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I uh, It's either going to be Wyoming, Iowa, or Illinois. I like all three of those. Okay. And, yeah, Lee, Wyoming doesn't score any points, but there's some weird the, – the Ohio quarterback is out. He was, like, the best. Player Ooh. in that conference. I love He's not it. Doing
2: some work here.
0: Give me, give me Wyoming plus two and a half. I don't think Ohio is going to be the same without that that stud quarterback.
2: Mm-hmm. So I'm sorry, you said Wyoming.
0: Wyoming plus two and a half. Plus
2: two and a half. Do they play today?
0: Uh, what time is that game? That is uh, 4:30 p.m. The Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl.
2: We got a lot of action today. Then Jeff has three games today. Oh boy. Mm-hmm
0: wow can I get an no in three please and I and I got one of them against him here at noon yeah Let's start off oh right my there. God I, need, I is... need that one bad to separate here I, I gotta get separated from you too
2: yeah this is it I mean again this is Armageddon this we probably will know who's spinning the wheel after today
0: is, again, is this north is it so this is last year I didn't feel this because I was at like plus 19. yeah you had a great right, year now, last I was, year yeah was out of it. it I didn't have to worry about it like the, uh, the nerves here with 10 picks to go. Is this normal?
2: <laughs> well, it's. And, and here's the thing, too, Kat. It's just so. I mean, again, Christmas Eve. I, uh, <laughs> it ruined my Christmas Eve.
0: Turn it's, the page, man. You
2: got 10 picks to go. Oh, I know, you but it's, it's, it's a go. stupid NFL game, but, you know, that damn wheel. Anyway,
3: what's your. What's Pross's last pick? Final please? pick. Final pick for Pross. He's got the Vikings plus three and a half against the Packers. Okay.
1: Okay. Go Pack Go. Go, go Pack go. go. All
3: right, there you have them. Uh, again, Cat goes
2: Jags, Maryland, Ohio State plus six and a half, Seattle and Wyoming. Prosses UCLA minus seven and a half, NC State minus one, Clemson Tigers under 63 with Tennessee, Bills minus one against Cincinnati and relatively a pick 'em. and the Vikes plus three and a half. I'm going with Alabama and SC, two proud programs. I'm going with all proud programs except Atlanta. And Alabama, <laughs> USC, the Pats, the Niners, and can I get a stinking win from Atlanta? I don't know. That's the Friday five pack. Thank you, Shark Coatings. Thank you, Cat. And uh, oh boy, strap in! It Good should be a fun weekend. Week. You too. Good All luck right. this week. See you, buddy. There he goes. We'll come back. We'll keep it rolling heading towards the nine o'clock nasty next right here on the drill. All right, gang. Picks are in. Danny's in. Danny's here. It's the
0: world where it's infinity. <laughs> You
2: know the roof on I got the most ludicrous waste of money in the history of sport I'm about to announce. What do you got? Forget the NIA. I don't know if this is true. It's so ludicrous to me. I don't know if this is true. This this can't be true. I need someone, Guggen, to fact check for me. This is an exorbitant and again, maybe symbolizes the amount of money that is available in college football more than anything, more than any NIL deal, more than any 18-year-old getting millions, maybe more than coach making $9 million, maybe more than linebackers coach getting 700000 maybe more than anything. Ladies and gentlemen, Excuse me. I present to you the Fiesta Bowl trophy. I need to know if this is true. How much does the Fiesta Bowl trophy cost? Andrew Gibson from Boone, North Carolina. Wow, let's see. I don't know where you're from, but you went to Appy State. Yeah. Some small town in North Carolina. Andrews. Yes, your, your father your, your father
3: Ashford. has a shoe store if I'm not mistaken. That's correct. Yeah, see? Well done. I listen. Um, I'm going to say it's somewhat, let's see. The Fiesta Bowl trophy. Again, I'm I'm looking for
2: fact checks. This may or may not be true, but it looks like it could be true.
3: 20 grand.
2: All right. $2.5 million. Oh my gosh. I was way is off. Is that possible? I was way off. It says the football on the top is $1 million alone because of the 2200 diamonds. It also weighs 285 pounds. We're not pressing that sucker up. I can't. This can't be true, can it?
3: Well, they're trying to um, entice people to actually believe that the VRBO Fiesta Bowl says true story. I yeah. don't believe it. Hard to believe. They're trying to make these bowls mean something. Get you know, get a two point five million dollar. That's trophy. disgusting.
2: <laughs> I'm all. I'm listen. I'm all for extravagance and luxury, but is that not a waste of money?
3: They should make the college football playoff. Should trophy. not the
2: Fiesta Bowl be given 2.5 million, maybe to charity in the area.
3: Yeah, you would think.
2: And given a, and given them a, a, a certificate for winning.
3: <laughs> they should make the college football playoff trophy better. It looks like an ice cream cone. Are you looking at it? The college football playoff? No, trophy look or at this the, one? look at the Fiesta Bowl trophy. Maybe this should be the trophy. For the college football playoff.
2: This can't be true. Is it? Your (sighs) ticket.
3: I'm looking at it now. It looks like a, holy cow. How much does that thing weigh? 285 pounds. 285. 285.
2: Ain't nobody going to hold that thing up.
3: No. Yeah, trophies should be trophies that you can actually hold up. That's every trophy you can think of. Lombardi, the World Series trophy. You hold that one up. NBA, what is it, Larry O'Brien? Yeah. You hold that one up, don't you? you don't hold up any of them. The Lombardi. 2.5 million. How tall is the trophy? It looks like you got two coaches standing next to it, and both are shorter than the trophy. Mm. I don't know, bro. Two point five million
2: dollars is what we're blowing on a on a trophy for the Fiesta Bowl,
3: which is I believe TCU Michigan this year. It's a lot of Tostitos.
2: <laughs> what are you... <laughs> hey, I mean anyway, I, I, I digress. I just saw that. I I I I can't believe it. Why would you Anyway. Enough of that. Let's move on. Let's move on to Sunday. The National Football League. Where they all make a lot of money. And get to play. And the Jacksonville Jaguars go to Houston. Yesterday we talked a little bit about what game is, what game do the Jacks have a better chance at winning? Tennessee at home or at Houston? I think that's an interesting one. And I I think that The Jags win Sunday, but I think it's going to be a hard-fought game, man. You mentioned how well Houston had played the last three weeks. Now, the one thing I'm wondering a little bit about Houston is how important is it to have that number one overall pick? Because that's the tough one. They are um, on the precipice of losing that. Right now, the NFL draft order. By the way, the Jags are now 19th. Oh, how wonderful that is. Right now, Houston has the first pick. But they're only a half game ahead of Chicago. who have lost eight straight. Denver would have had the third pick, but they've given that to Seattle. The Rams would have had the seventh pick, but they've given that to Detroit. New Orleans would have had the 10th pick, but they've given that to Philly. And Cleveland would have had the 11th pick, but they've given that to Houston. So four of the top 11 picks are, are, are lost because of trade. But Denver, now Seattle's pick, and Arizona are both 4-11 and 11 or a game and a half away from owning the top pick. So it will be, um, so you go back to Houston. What, how badly does Houston want that top pick? I don't think it matters. They're going to get a quarterback either way if they're picking first or second. I guess Chicago wouldn't be taking a quarterback, so they would take a player or somebody could jump leapfrog Houston and get that first pick if they wanted a quarterback, which also could happen. Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, um, Will Levis are the top three guys. Richardson is fourth. Uh, We talked to Denny earlier. You heard him. You heard his thoughts about what he thinks. Possibly could happen, so uh, that's number one. Uh, at some point, you got to think Houston, you know, is you know, look, they've they've fought valiantly the last three weeks. Does that are they out of steam? You know, are they out of steam? The Jags should be well rested, so that's good. Trevor should be ready to go, um, and we need to beat Houston, man. We need to get to eight and eight. By the way, if we get to eight and eight, then, then we're all by ourselves. It doesn't matter in terms of the South, but. We're, we're all by ourselves in first place if we win. We're 8-8, eight and eight and they're 7-9, and nine and we're a game in the clear. Now, we have one more game with them, so we have to beat them because if we tie, if Tennessee beats us and we tie, Tennessee wins a tiebreak. So that, there you have it. And by the way, as you're watching Sunday and, and the Jags are playing Houston, go ahead and root like heck for, uh, I think, the Dolphins to lose and Pittsburgh to lose. I think those are the two scenarios uh, this weekend. I think those are the ones, and I think you want, yeah, I think that's what you need to have happen. There's like five different things. I'll look at it later. Uh, But that's the situation. The Jags need to keep going. They need to keep playing well. If somebody's iffy like Trayvon Walker, they'll probably sit him. But they've gotten better in pass rush the last couple weeks. Certainly offensively, they're playing good football. Trevor's playing elite football. We need to keep building on that going forward. We need to be a dangerous team in three weeks. We need to take care of business Sunday. We need to beat Tennessee's ass. And then we need to be a dangerous team the following weekend. That's what we need. And my, oh my, what a wonderfully successful season it will be if we're AFC South champs. And we've pointed this out earlier. It ain't like we're running through Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes to get there. Davis Mills, Jeff Driscoll, Joshua Dobbs, Malik Willis. That's who you're running through. I know our defense is suspect, but for goodness sakes, boys, take care of business on Sunday. Take care of business the following weekend, and let's, let's wrap this baby up. We're going to wrap up this segment. We're going to head into the 9 o'clock nasty. That's coming up next right here on The Drill. All right, welcome back. Nine o'clock nasty time. I love little rumors and gossips and things I see on social media. Five-star Miami commit, Cormani McClain, checked in for the Under Armour week uh, yesterday. Declined to speak to reporters. But Josh Newberg says, uh, I had a source tell me he's definitely not signing with the Hurricanes. So I don't know what's going on there. There was lots of rumors and stuff about that. FSU with a nice win. Mike Norvell did a classy thing throughout, gave some band, a shout out and some game balls and such. It's amazing how Mike Norvell's star has climbed because of a ten and three season, because there's also, if you break it down to his three seasons, he's eighteen and sixteen. Which, you know, and hasn't been in a New Year's Six bowl game and hasn't been in an ACC championship game and has not have a good record against reg teams and has not wowed us with recruiting. So in that respect, I believe next year is really a big year for Mike Norvell and FSU football. Yeah, they went 10-3. and It's kind of like what I said with Florida earlier. That's where these programs should be at the very least. You know, there was a time here where we used to sit here and crack back, and if you were 10-3, and 3, that wasn't good enough back in the day. with Both programs. But for Florida State to have that, you should feel good about the direction and the ascension and going from, you know, we got to get Dion to we got our guy. It'll be, you know, we'll see. Maybe, maybe not. Just read this, Bucks backup quarterback Blaine Gabbert among those who helped rescue a family from a helicopter crash in Tampa near Davis Islands yesterday. Wow. How about that? Good for, good for him. Beautiful day in Jacksonville. For, should be for the, uh, for the uh, Tax Slayer Gator Bowl. Should be packed. Great crowd, great atmosphere. We had one of those last night. It's good to see. I like when bowl games have full houses. Because the first week and a half, it is
3: just pitiful. Yeah, and it's tough. I mean, on the some boys. of
2: those games, Gibby, you see like, honest to God, three, four, 500 people in the stands.
3: Yeah, it's tough on those bowls to get attendance. And, um, you know, we hope that McGarity and those guys can get a good crowd. I think they will today. It's a look, they fought hard to get this matchup, and I think they're going to get a good crowd. More details on the Gabbert rescue. Uh, one of the first to respond
2: on his jet ski Thursday evening when a helicopter went into the water off Davis Islands, all four aboard survived with Gabbert's help. That's good. Wow, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. But yeah. So um, I'm looking forward to it. Should be a great game. Uh, South Carolina, Notre Dame. You asked me earlier who I got. I kind of lean towards South Carolina. I don't
1: know.
3: Yeah, though. I think it'll be. Uh, it should be a fun one should be a fun one did you guys let's see I'm looking back at the picks nobody had that one in the picks no 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 Jeff had it down his list did he yeah he had uh he had Notre Dame plus three and a half or minus three and a half
2: also by the way the
3: big the big moment
2: today there's there's you know we're back into good bowl games and one of the uh bowl games today I believe is the Duke's Mayo Bowl and you know what
3: that means they got to eat mayonnaise no, they don't eat it Oh, they pour it on them. Yeah. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> they pour it on the winning coach. Oof. I think both coaches. That's the NC State Maryland. Yeah. I think both coaches agreed to that. Oof. I think both coaches agreed you, to that. You want to put that one on the wheel? Dunk you and Mayo? <laughs> uh no. Oh, somebody on the text line designed by Lifetime uh, Enclosure, yeah. they reminded us p pants. Oh yeah, the pee pants. Who who had to do that? That was Jeff. Oh,
2: he circumnavigated it a little bit in the respect that, so it wasn't pee pants. What he had to do, it was really it was one of the great wheel moments. What he he had to go into a sip and go, Gibby, with Uh and and have and have like like he peed himself. So he had like you know he poured water all over his shorts, right? Yeah, yeah. And he had to walk in, look at the. Look at the, look at, the, look at the clerk and ask them where the bathroom was. Oh no! And then he had to come out and shop, shop, like you know, buy some stuff before he left. What he did, which was brilliant on his part, is he went to one of the sip and goes that wasn't crowded. Yeah. And we should have—that's our mistake. He found a loophole. That was a loophole wheel. He found a loophole. We should have said has to go to a fairly busy. Sip and go. He found one to where there was no one except so he still had to he still had to do it and go in there with the clerk, but it wasn't near as bad. Did you take video of this? Uh I think we carried it on Facebook Live. Oh, okay. The greatest Facebook Live one though was him running the mile.
3: Oh yeah. And you went in the car. Yes. I gave the play by play. And it was a cold morning. Yeah, I remember. He had like the...
2: He got off to a very bad start, and he was done, and, and uh, it was bad. He, w- he wasn't happy about that one. He finished the mile, though, didn't he? Oh, yeah, he finished yeah, it, he but he, he, had to run a t- he said he'd run a 10-minute mile. What was his time? It was like 11 and a half. Because hmm. <clears throat> he ended up having to walk early. It was bad. It was a bad sit show. So, anyway, there's all kinds of those that are eh, coming. All those that are coming. I, Sonny Dykes is a good guy, and he's coach of the year, and he's done a great job. But, you know, Sonny, you know, you kind of got to shut up a little bit. Now, I'm gonna tell you why. Well, Sonny Dykes, like I said, good dude. He popped off with this one. We don't have the good fortune to play an out of conference games like the SEC does in week 10 or 11. You're not gonna catch the Citadel in week 10. We caught Texas. Okay. And you're like, at first glance, perception is reality. You go, hey, okay, Sonny, I get you. Good for you. You know, they closed at the end of the year. They had to beat, shoot, they had to beat K State in the championship, Iowa State, Baylor, Texas, Texas Tech, West Virginia. But, but, Gibby, they also played. Tarleton in week two.
3: Tarleton State.
2: Tarleton. Okay. Uh, they played and they also went, you know, uh, well, Colorado was terrible this year, so they got them, but they played Tarleton. So settle, settle down with your, with your we, we don't have the Citadel. And by the way, the Citadel responded, all you have to do is call.
3: <laughs> Did they really? Yeah. We're not scared. The Citadel football program. All you have to do is call. We're not scared. The Citadel still runs the triple option. That's good.
2: Good for the Citadel. It's a, it's a, you know. Military. Military school. So, anyway, back to the bowl game. So, we got the Mayo Bowl with the Mayo. We got the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl. We got, that's a good one. Uh, uh, Well-deserved. We got a packed house. And then we got the Orange Bowl tonight. We got Tennessee and Clemson in the, in the South Carolina Loser Bowl. <laughs> right? The Gamecocks beat them both. Gamecocks have a big day today. So, Gibby, I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. I want you to tell me who the best receiver of is the wide receivers drafted in 2019 in the National Football League. Okay. Okay, I'm going to give you five guys. Okay. All right. Deontay Johnson of Pittsburgh, Debo Samuel, DK Metcalf, Terry McLaurin, or A.J. Brown.
3: Who's the best receiver of those five? I'm going to say it's Debo. Okay. I think I would, too. And then I would say A.J. Brown. Okay. Now I'm going to ask you another question about
2: those five. A.J. Brown, Terry McLaurin, D.K. Metcalf, Debo Samuel, Deontay Johnson. Who has the most receiving yards? This year? No, in their career. Oh. Since being drafted in that, that year.
3: I'm going to say Metcalf because he had Russell Wilson.
2: Okay. That's a good guess. That's incorrect. Guess again.
3: Deontay Johnson.
2: Ah, Also a good guess. Also incorrect. Guess again.
3: Third guess. I thought uh, Johnson because he had Roethlisberger there for Mm -hmm. a year.
2: Mm -hmm. No, it's fine.
3: By the way, I agree with you about Debo Samuel. Yeah. So I'm not. A.J.
2: Brown. A.J. Brown is correct. Wow. A.J. Brown had. Let me get his number here. I just lost it. 4,369. Terry McLaurin is second. DK is third. Debo is fourth. But Debo does everything, right?
3: Yeah, he's... I love Debo.
2: I would have traded our first overall pick for Debo Samuel. I said that, you know, last year. And Deontay Johnson is fifth. And they're all close together. They're all within like 600 yards of each other. The interesting thing is Justin Jefferson came a year later. He's got more than all those guys. Isn't that amazing? He gave him a year head start. And those are all, you know, really good receivers. Justin Jefferson... Justin Jefferson his first three years has 14, 16, and 17.50 with two games to go. But did you see that um, Jair Alexander said it was
3: a fluke the first game against the – Yeah, that's – Throw me the ball, buddy. That's a bad one on his part. You know that what frustrates me the most as a Jag fan? You know where at I'm, him. You know where I'm going with yeah. that. The Jags had two picks in the first round in so the top dumb. 20, and they didn't pick Jefferson. I know. They picked CJ Henderson and Caleb on Chase on. Yep. I always remember that because I think I've I've told this story on
2: this air, but like my son Drew Drew, my older son, he said, I don't understand why it's so hard, Dad. They needed a wide receiver. There's Justin Jefferson. You take him and go. Why didn't they do that? I said, I don't know, buddy. But I was looking at all time receiving yards. Now Jerry Rice is still by far the number one guy, 22 895. 2895. Julio's the active player. He's, he's 9,000 yards behind him, and he's 16th all-time. So, because um, receivers are cha- – but I, I wonder, like, you know, the receiving – the game has changed. Now guys catch 100 for 1,500 every year. So I wonder if who's going to make – you know, will anyone make a run? If Justin Jefferson stays healthy, he would be a prime candidate. To make a run. But all time, shoot, you got to go. Justin Jefferson is still, after just three years, he's not even in the top 250.
3: I have the top 250 here in front of me. Kirk Cousins has made a billion dollars in his career. Mm-hmm. That guy's going to make him even more. Yeah. Justin Jefferson, yeah. I mean, good grief. You know, I, I think that... Marvin
2: Jones, by the way, 7,200 yeah. yards, 139th all time. For the Jags?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that uh, couldn't Doug Peterson, he could have had Jefferson, right? Wasn't he there? And Oh, yeah, they took uh, Rager. Rayler, Rager, yeah. Yeah. Right before him. Oof, bad move. Jalen Rager, they took. I don't know if that, was, that wasn't Doug's pick. That well, was no, the, it's
2: a GM. GM's pick. Yeah.
3: I wonder what Doug would say about that. Yeah, that's a good question. today. Well, he would say, publicly,
2: he would say the right thing, right. but it would. Yeah,
3: yeah. We, we should have probably taken that guy, Jefferson. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald
2: is not in the Hall of Fame, but he will be. He'll be a first ballot. Steve Smith Jr. is eighth all-time, 14,700 yards. That surprises I, me. Ice up, son. Uh, Reggie Wayne is 10th all-time. Andre Johnson is 11th. Because we always talk about Jimmy and Keenan. Mm-hmm. And the problem is where Fred stays the same year after year, Jimmy and Keenan, are they fall back in total yards receiving. Keenan is 35th all-time now. Oh, gosh, I when they retired, they were much higher. Where's Jimmy? Where are you, Jimmy? I think Jimmy's behind Keenan. Uh, Jeez. Where's Jimmy? I miss him? Stand by, please. But Keenan is thirty-fifth. And Jimmy
3: is career stats. That oh boy. Why is it so hard? What are you looking at for career yards? Yeah. You have that? Jimmy is 25th. 25th? 12,287 for go. career yards. Yep. He is ahead of Charlie Joiner, Hines Ward, Derek Mason, Michael but, Irvin. Yeah.
2: See, and that's where you get dicey. When some of these guys start making the Hall of Fame ahead of Jimmy Smith, if, like, Hines Ward were to get voted in, then I would have a problem. Oh, yeah. You know, over, you know. Well, Calvin Johnson is already in, but Calvin Johnson retired early. So, Anyway, just interesting stuff. We'll take a break. We'll uh, keep it rolling here. Maybe some New York City headlines. Uh, we'll do that when we come back right here on The Drill. Thank you, Gibby. Happy New Year, everyone. Best wishes for a healthy and happy and wonderful 2023 from The Drill. Jeff, happy new year to you, wherever you are. E, happy happy birthday. Happy new year to you, wherever you are. Gibby, happy new year. You too. Happy new year. Another year. Oof. You know who's having birthdays today? Who? Gibby. You're going to have to guess whose birthday. Today is a big day in the world of sports. Two of the greatest of all time. Share today's birthday. And I think there's other ones, too, by the way. Hmm. But I know two off the top of my head. One turns 47. One
3: turns 38. December 30th. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Any hints?
2: No? I mean, we're talking, like, close to goats, man. I mean, we're talking legends.
3: Is LeBron? LeBron is 38 today. Okay. There we go. That's one. Who's the other one? Forty-seven, you said. Yeah, forty-seven. Well, it's not Brady because his birthday's That's in good. August. That's correct. Forty-seven. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is it sports? It is sports.
2: Okay. Legend. Sports legend. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Forty-seven. Yeah. It's yeah. not. It's not Carson Wentz who turns twenty-nine today. Happy birthday, Carson.
3: Yeah, he's not quite forty-seven. <laughs>
2: This guy has done more for his sport. than There may be only one guy better than this guy, and it's debatable in the history of his sport. And wow. he's very active and well-known. You're, you're not thinking. you got to think a little bit out of the baseball-football world. Okay.
3: Yeah, because it wouldn't be baseball because the GOAT is Babe, and he's long gone. He is gone. Jeez. Um, so it's not baseball it's not football no it's tiger woods oh tiger <laughs> yeah i should have thought should have thought golf didn't think golf and there's I, I thought tiger was maybe younger than 47 no tiger's 40 freaking 7 i today. thought if tiger was like 42 birthdays in sport
2: today let me see if there's anyone else cuz i thought there was another person who was born who's It's not Mel Renfro, who does have a birthday today. Ben Johnson has a birthday today. The sprinter, you remember him? Oh, yeah. Ben Johnson, yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I'm just looking. It's pretty good, though, with uh,
3: Tiger, A.J. Pierzynski, friend of the program,
2: birthday today.
3: You know who would have? Well, let's see. Uh, I'm looking at uh, other other guys. Uh-huh. It's pretty cool though that Tiger and LeBron are on the same day. Yeah. Very cool.
2: Oh, Sandy Koufax. Yeah, Sandy. Sandy Koufax. 87. Eight. Yeah. All right, Sandy.
3: Damn, Sandy Koufax was a great pitcher. Oh, absolutely. Did you ever read his book? No, I haven't. It's
2: really good, man. I mean, you get you learn uh, one thing I love reading sports biographies of like our uh, Ted Williams. Sandy Koufax, Roberto Clemente, Vince Lombardi. I've read those because you learn stuff that you didn't know or you, maybe you'd heard. Or, and Sandy Koufax, there used to be this sort of like this, uh, this, this this ointment that he used to rub on his arm and shoulder. He only pitched till he was 27. But that's so-and-so through games where he'd throw 180 pitches. And gosh, he could snap a curveball. He was so good.
3: So good. Have you ever seen uh, Netflix did a documentary on Nolan Ryan?
2: I've seen part of it. I didn't watch it all. Oh, I heard it was very good. It's
3: unbelievable. Yeah. I, I watched it on the trip to Miami for the Bulls American Heritage trip. Yeah. It was unbelievable. Yeah. It's like two hours. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, uh, so.
2: It pains me a little bit because he Mets. was a metropolitan. Yeah, he
3: started out with the Mets <laughs> and he was on the 69 World yes, Series. He, well, he pitched. He was, yeah.
2: Yeah. He was important. He was. Yeah.
3: And he just was so but wild he was, yeah, that they, the Mets couldn't right. commit to him. Who
2: did they trade him for? Fergosi?
3: <sighs> don't remember. I think it was
2: Jim Fergosi, if I'm not mistaken, but I'll double but check. But then he
3: went to the Angels. Yeah, that was – yeah. And so I, I never realized that toward the end of his career, the reason he wanted yeah, – Jim
2: Fergosi and prospects. There you
3: go. I never realized the reason – the biggest reason why Nolan Ryan pitched for Houston and, and uh, the Rangers and the Astros was because his son – Got hit by a car oh. when, when he was a kid. So he wanted to go home? To and he, and he to wanted home? to go home. Yeah, he said that his wife called him on the bullpen phone when he was throwing a bullpen in, in New York. And his son got hit by a car, lived, still okay to this day, but he got hit by a car, you know, just playing catch and ran across the street, got hit by a car in Texas. And Nolan Ryan was like, I'm, I'm going back home. I can't I can't be away from my family after that happened, it just It's which is understandable. mm and that's why that's when he went to. That's when he went to the Astros because he finished his career with the Rangers, I believe, mm-hmm. is where he finished. Quitting
2: football is not an option for Tua Tonga Viola right now, according to his trainer Nick Hicks. The Dolphins quarterback is in the NFL pr- pr- concussion protocol for the second time this season. Uh, it has to be, a, I would say, at least his third. It's got to be his third. It's his third concussion this year. Was it third? I thought it was at least four. Well, let's say three. But there's growing concern around Tongavolo's long-term health, and everybody's debating. Hicks said, look, he tweeted this. I know some of you are mad, but UNO ain't going anywhere for a very long time. Get over it with crying laugh emojis. All right. Well, that's fine. God bless him. If he wants to play,
3: let him play. Didn't Doc Murphy say it's this? Doc Murphy says it's be careful time. He said it was three. It used yeah. to always be three concussions. Yeah, and that's where you have to. Yeah, be careful. Well, he won't play this Sunday. Um,
2: uh, Teddy Bridgewater will get the start. Um. Jeez, this guy Nick Hicks needs to shut the hell up. I don't know who the hell you think you are, Nick Hicks. And by the way, no one cares about your fandom. Being miserable is your own prerogative, especially when the season isn't over and the playoffs are ready and waiting. So jump ship and find another team. No one cares, LOL, especially the Miami Dolphins and their players. Okay, Nick. I mean, I I would think that some people were showing some concern for Tagovailoa, not wanting him to quit because they don't want to play him, but maybe wanting him to quit because, you know, Nick, I assume you're getting paid by Tua Viola. Maybe you should shut the hell up. But what do I know? This is the danger of social media, and again, maybe he meant nothing by it. But you know, it is what it is. It's just like uh, Jordan Travis's brother, who played. You know, you, you know who Jordan Travis's brother is, don't you, Gibby? Devin Travis. Yeah. yeah. You know he played MLB. Yeah. Yeah. Good player for a lot of years.
3: Who did he play for? I, Blue Jays. Oh, okay. Yeah. You don't Blue remember Jays. him? I, I remember the name. I, I don't remember the player. I mean, that's a pretty pretty impressive. Uh, Sports family. Oh, yeah. Well, and Jordan, you would think, is going to have a chance to go play. You think he's an NFL guy, Travis? Is he like, I mean, he threw for 418 last night against Oklahoma.
2: We'll see what he does next year.
3: Yeah. He's not
2: big. He's mobile. We'll see. Devin Travis hit 35 career home runs, had an 11 home run, 50 RBI year, but he lasted four years and he was gone. His last year he hit two thirty-two with 11 homers and 44 RBI, and he never played again. It's very odd. What happened to him? Did he get injuries? Did he retire? What I don't
3: know what the deal is with I don't that. know. It's, yeah, that's why I don't remember. He played four years yeah. with the Blue Jays. And yeah. th- this was fairly recently.
2: Yeah, 15, 16, 17, and 18.
3: He's 31 years old. Yeah, he must have gotten hurt.
2: Never was a full— Most games he played was 103, and that was in his last year. Isn't that weird?
3: Now I'm wondering what happened. That's very odd. He was drafted by the Tigers. He's a coach now. Oh, he is. He announced
2: his retirement here, April 6th, 2021. So he must have, he maybe milled around. Maybe he got sent down to the uh, minors or something. He was traded around, spends parts of four seasons on the active roster. Um Injuries became his downfall. He couldn't stay go. healthy. There you go. Uh, numerous time on the injury list, various ailments, shoulders and knees. Um, Blue Jays outrighted him to AAA roster. A move Travis would decline. He elected for free agency. And I guess he didn't sign. So, yeah. So, anyway, yeah, he's, he's now into coaching and stuff. Anyway, I thought that was interesting. All right, you want to make the turn for home? Call it a day? Let's do it. All right, we'll be back to uh, wrap things up next here on The Drill.
4: Now, the two minute drill brought to you by Tire Outlet, keeping 1010XL talking with wholesale prices and premium service. Tire Outlet, Jacksonville's largest locally owned automotive repair shop. All right, Mike
2: and Tony getting ready for Jaguars today. Hey, Tone. Good morning. What's cooking today?
6: Well, we got our, as we do each Friday in mm-hmm. season and hopefully into a postseason as well. Yes. Uh, the keys to victory here on a Friday for the Jaguars on the road trip to Houston, trying to break that nine game streak. Yep. Tom McManus will join us uh, uh, for the show today as well. So we're ready to roll, man.
2: What an important nine days for the franchise coming up here. I mean, I know the Houston game, ultimately, they're playing the Titans for the division title next Sunday. Did the Titans do anything last night that made you go, hmm? No. Yeah.
6: Now they looked better offensively with Dobbs than they did, you know, with Malik Willis yeah, the last yeah. couple of weeks. Yeah. You know, uh, they turned Dallas over several times, but mm-hmm. that's kind of what Dallas has been doing here for. the Dallas last turned five it over three times, one by
2: two touchdowns. I, yeah, I, I think I would probably, I think I'd probably, I think the decision that Vrabel will have to face is I, t- I play Dobbs and I, I push the ball down the field some. And he's capable of doing that versus Willis, who's probably not. If I play Willis, we're just going to run. Mm-hmm. We're just going to run me and Henry 60 times
1: sure. and see what happens. And
6: Dobbs can run too. Yeah. Like he's an, an athletic enough quarterback that that doesn't go away because right. he's in the game. It'll be interesting. Yeah. What it, they it doesn't do. make you feel real good about Malik Willis being the answer beyond this mm, year that's for also the Tennessee good. Titans. Good you know? like, yeah. uh, that's yeah. probably a bad sign that you got two games left in this season. Last night doesn't mean anything. We'll go with the other guy.
2: There's another team that could be in the market in the offseason for a quarterback. For sure. We could have a whole changing of the entire AFC South quarterback structure except for Trevor. No doubt. Wow. Yeah. Crazy stuff. All right. we'll have a great show. Thank you. Mike and Tony, they're getting ready. They got Jaguars today. It's coming up 10 o'clock. Uh, Happy New Year, Gibby. Thanks for filling in. Happy New Year to you guys as well. Yeah. And uh, we'll see you uh, on the other side. Tuesday, we're back. Monday, a national holiday is what I understand. A national holiday. So, we're not allowed to work. I asked to work. I was told I cannot work. So, I'm sorry I won't be here. Uh, have a great weekend, everyone.